to the ice cream parlor. I'm Heidi, yes. that's Stefan, and that is Larry Block. Yes, today we're joined by Larry Block, who is the writer of Funhouse. That's right. 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 The, fun. the Fun. The Fun House. Is it The Fun House? I was wondering about that. I no, wasn't it's sure. A regular it's Fun House, the, you, you get something else. There's something else. Oh, gotcha. okay. So it's The Fun House, directed Great. by uh, Toby Hooper from yeah. 1981. Yes. yes. So thank you so much for coming. Yes. I'm so excited it. to talk to you about this movie. So right now, why don't you tell us a little bit about what made you write it? The Fun House is, if, if you guys haven't watched it, go watch it and then come back. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have some questions we'll get into a little bit later sure. in, in regards to how movies get made after the process. Because, you know, you wrote the movie, but then I'm sure it gets taken out of your hands and then goes through probably casting directors and Does it get everybody. Frankenstein? Like, <laughs> it's, it, it's, a, it's a very interesting process. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, um, I had moved out to Hollywood from back east, uh, from New York, actually. Uh, I was out here around, I probably came out in 78, and uh, I was kicking around for a year. And in those days, it's a lot different than it is now. If you knew anybody and and you knew how, you knew how to tell a good story, uh, you you get a meeting, and uh, then these producers or people who were in the business would would take you like to a studio executive, mm-hmm. or to someone who had money and wanted to fund fund movies, and you'd get to tell your story, and if they were impressed, they basically said, okay, so we'll give you X amount of dollars to you know do a treatment or do, do a story or actually write a screenplay. So I was, so I, I was doing, uh, I was making the rounds and doing this. I had a couple of deals uh, with, a, with a couple of companies where they developed some stuff. And um, I was about to pitch a story and they were doing a, a meeting where they were doing a story pitch with Toby Hooper. And they finished with him and he came out and they wanted to make some notes. And so they introduced me to Toby Hooper. Well, that's... Yeah. Oh, by the way, here's Toby Hooper. They they introduced me to him and uh, (laughs) said, how are you you all doing? And uh, with his Texas accent. And then he asked me the inevitable question that all directors ask, which is, so what you all working on? So I actually said to him, I... uh, I was working on this project called The Fun House. Let me back up for a second. When I was first out here, you know, beating down the doors, John Carpenter's uh, Halloween came out. And I saw it and I liked it, but I I was kind of like young and arrogant and I thought I could do much better. So this is around 78, you said? Whenever, yeah, whenever uh, uh, Halloween came out. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I saw, again, and I, it's really funny looking back at it because it's become, it was such a giant phenomenon, you know, it, it made so many of them. But I was convinced in my own mind that they were like a little bit flying by the seat of their pants and that the idea of it going supernatural at the end uh-huh. was almost an afterthought. <laughs> Yeah. Because there, because he was a, was a kid. It was a kid mm-hmm. who murdered who murdered his sister, and he's locked up in a uh, in an insane asylum. And he comes out, and so I think oh, it's just like making this up. Mm-hmm. So I had thought to myself, uh, yeah, I, I can do better than this. And you know, the movie cost almost no money, and let me go do something. And I was originally I was going to do like a like a haunted house story, mm-hmm. and I was playing around with all kinds of ideas because at that time you could actually go to dinner parties at 
haunted houses that they had, or they had like murders oh. that they, you know. Like House on Haunted Hill. Yes. Gotcha. They, but they, they actually had that. And I think, oh, that's a great idea to do that. And I'm struggling with it and struggling with it. And then all of a sudden, I remembered something from my teenage years. I had visited a, uh, a, a traveling county fair carnival okay. back east when I was like 16 or 17 years old. And it, it blew my mind. It was sleazy. It was, it was scary. There were all kinds of taboos built into was it. Was it smelly were, too? Oh, Those absolutely. Those things look oh. so smelly. No, no. And, no, and, and you know, cotton candy and throw up. And, <laughs> no, but no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm just telling it, it is so It is so richly textured. It is such a, a multidimensional experience, you know, and it was, it was amazing. It was great. And all of a sudden I thought to myself, gee whiz, you know, a haunted house. Why not do a haunted house on wheels? Oh, I got it. The ultimate scary haunted house movie would actually be a fun house right. where people yeah. go, you know, to get, you know, yeah. to get their cheap thrills and, and, and to get scared and everything. And it's all controlled and it's all fun. And what if, you know, there was something going on there. And that was how I hatched that. So, it, well, so. it kind of reminded me of, um, so I'm like an avid reader, so I'm constantly talking about books. And there's uh, this book that I just loved in my childhood. It was The Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. And it's the kids, they go and they sneak into the mat and then they just uh, uh, they just sleep in there. I like they hide in there and they spend the night kind of thing. Right. And so when uh, in the fun house, that's what the teenagers do. And I'm like, right. what? what's going on? Right. <laughs> like right. everybody, I'm not the only one that wanted to do this. Like, no, that was a great premise. I, I thought it was great. Um, but it, it, um, it definitely is like as, as um, I guess if you allow yourself to go back, I, I try to release like anything that I'm holding on to when I watch a movie to really immerse myself into it. So it's like an experience. Right. So I was just watching the movie. I know I talk with my hands. I'm sorry. I'm brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's in, in their decision to just click like, Oh, this one the night here. That'll be fun. Right. Um, I turned off my, my mom mode. Like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but it, it, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, it's just so scary. So many unknowns, not even understanding that it's just like, super carnied out right but just the fear of the unknown is like always there but the idea of putting it in like in the middle of a town surrounded by everybody like your brother's outside you know their neighbors are outside and and then just being so vulnerable because you're in a space that you cannot get out and somebody's actually like stalking you like trying to get at you it, it's great. It's like a cool, oh my God, I can't even imagine it. Now, did I you, wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> did you move out here specifically to get into the movie I business did, and write I, I, and everything? Did, yeah. And when you say back east, where, uh, New York? New York. Here? Okay. Queens, yeah. New York. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm originally born in Massachusetts and uh-huh. I have family up in the East Coast still and whatnot. So I lived in New Hampshire um, for two years. Oh, I, mean, wow. I went to the University of New Hampshire for oh, graduate school. Cool. So, Actually, yeah. uh, my. Um, Great grandfather had a farm out in New Hampshire. Wow. I, don't, I don't remember the exact city, but I was really young, and we used to go out there for uh, right. Thanksgiving every year when I was a kid. Um, but and then my family has a business that uh, just off topic, but they we make motorcycle racing gear and leather jackets. And uh-huh. originally we got started um, because there's a 
racetrack up in Loudoun, New Hampshire. Uh-huh. I don't know if you're familiar with that area, but that, that that racetrack is where we got a lot of our first customers from. And so we used to drive up to New Hampshire um, for that all, quite often. But but yeah, so I was just wondering if you happen to you know come here specifically to get into the movie business yeah, or what. Specifically. Not, yeah. So when you came, when you came, what did you do? Because I, I you watch all these movies from you know the 80s and such and 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 people are like they literally go and they try to go get a meeting and they keep bugging and they keep bugging and the next thing you know oh well you know we made friends at a bar and then now we're friends but i don't think that's how it actually happens well with, with is me, it that easy no well, well <laughs> no with me what had happened was uh i was a pre-med student uh in, in college and then i switched my major to english and and I went to graduate school and I really like loved it. I wanted to I wanted to be a novelist. And I'd written one novel and got a little bit of positive feedback on it. And oh, what was the name? Uh, it never got published. Oh, so. gotcha. But then I decided to write a spec screenplay. My brother was out here. He's a, a, a physician. He was doing a, a residency at Cedar sinai and he had a patient whose uh, brother was... Um, uh, part of you know Laven Productions, mm-hmm. and he said, "Well, you know, if you if you, your, your brother is a writer, so if he ever comes out, I'll be very happy to help him out." Oh, nice! So I had I had written a screenplay. Um, I got it to the William Morris Agency in New York, which is totally different than out here. Mm-hmm. They gave it a very favorable review, and they said, "You know, uh, if you ever go out on, on you know on, on the West Coast, you should really like look us up." And uh, so that was it. I was so stupid and so naive and so arrogant. So you, you ran know? over. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. No, so we 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 came out here. My my, my wife and a German Shepherd dog that we had, and a whole uh-huh. bunch of whole bunch of uh, you know suitcases. She loves we, German Shepherds. We, we were, uh, so I started, you know, I met with, I met with this gentleman, uh, Arthur Gardner. They, they had done a lot of Westerns. They did uh, The Big Valley. They did Rifleman. They did a, one of the John uh, Wayne's last movies, McHugh, I think it was called. And, but they did a low budget horror movie years ago called It Challenges the World. It was done in black and white. You should look it up. It was actually. And so anyway, so I was doing some stuff with them and they were the ones who, you know, when I uh, was waiting to go in to see them, they said, this is like Toby Hooper. So now we're back to the Toby <laughs> yeah. Hooper thing. By the way, here's so, Toby Hooper. Yeah, yeah, how it goes. <laughs> Only the director of my favorite horror movie. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I had seen, and it, I mean, really, I, I had seen and heard of, but never really studied Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I, I knew he was like big. And he said, so what you working on? And I, I said this thing called The Fun House. He mm-hmm. went back in a circle around mm-hmm. this. It's good. <laughs> and and um, he said, well, you know, are you almost done with it? I said, I have around two, two weeks' work. Okay, fine. Well, I'd, I'd love to see it, you know, when you're done with it. And uh, here's my phone number. And these they, they didn't have cell numbers in those days. Oh, it was right. like phone numbers. So he gives me his phone number. You know, he scribbles it on a piece of paper. And he says, give me a call. And, I, you know, I had been out here long enough to know that Probably nothing's going to happen. But I finished writing the script. I, I did some really, once I realized it was actually going to go to Toby Hooper, I, I had studied Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I understood its sensibilities really well by that time mm. because I analyzed everything. I, again, I have a master's degree in literature. I, I, I don't, you know, all the classics, you know, back in, uh, you know, when I was still in school. And I peppered the script with things that I thought would really attract him. You know, the, sure. the whole concept of the dysfunctional family, you know. It's, it's <laughs> Absolutely, all, that's in yeah. my notes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, you know, and so I finished the script. I, I called him up and he remembered me and he said, OK, so get it over here. I think we message it over to him. A week later, he calls me up and says, I really like this thing. I want to figure out how to put a hold on and how to option it. And I have a friend who might want to do this with me. So let me find out. And he did. And he got Mark Lester to put up a thousand dollars to option the screenplay for a year. And that's, that's why Mark Lester is an executive producer. Yeah. This is yeah. like, this is that's like crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mark Lester had somebody, it was, a, it was a guy he was working with and pounding around with a guy by the name of uh, Derek Power, who okay. was a producer who I think had done a Peter Weir film called The Last Wave. Okay. And, uh, and not a whole lot, lot more, but so they made the deal with me and with like Toby. So for $1,000, they optioned the screenplay for The Fun House. And then Derek Power got a new job. And he started working. He started working with uh, Mace Newfeld and Harvey Bernhard. Now, Mace Newfeld was B&B Productions. They had actually produced the original Omen, oh. in, a, in addition to a whole bunch of other things. Oh. And then later on, they would do all the all the Harrison Ford films, all, all, all of the big ones when he was when mm -hmm. he was like a, you know doing all the action movies. And they were the ones who got it first they were going to make it as a super low budget movie like super low budget because toby could do that the, mm -hmm. the, the uh, texas chainsaw massacre of course almost nothing and then i guess they were kicking the idea around and they got it to tom mount at universal studios and i guess sort of convinced him that uh gee you guys are missing the bandwagon here you know mm -hmm. halloween cost almost nothing and it made all this money and right. you know, we should do our version of uh of Halloween, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, you know, appeal to uh, appeal to like teenage kids and, yeah. and do a slasher picture. Yeah, and that was and that was that. That was it. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that was a good choice. I mean, I, it, I can only imagine coming off of the Halloween high and then seeing the Funhouse come out, and you're like, oh, that's next, yeah. it, right? It, it, it was it was crazy. One very funny thing, my uh, my brother who had originally got me out here and introduced me to. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he he got married up in up up north. He, he's, a, he's a physician who's practicing in Modesto. And a week before the wedding, we got this incredible news. And of course, we told the entire family that uh, you know I got a movie. We're <laughs> doing a movie with Universal Studios. And then, like five days later, before the wedding, all of a sudden they call us up and they say, "Oh, the deal's off. And not making not making your movie." Oh. And I'm thinking, what the hell? And, and yeah. It's embarrassing because we yeah, told the entire family, yeah. and we're going to see the whole family. Uh, and uh, oh my God. <laughs> so we just had it kept a straight face. Oh, the movie's going great. The movie's yeah. going great. And then we came back and it was like, oh, geez, what, what are we going to do now? And then all of a sudden we get the call saying, no, no, Mace was able to to get Tom Mao to change his mind. We're going ahead and we're going to make the movie, you know, with a budget of like something like 3.5 or 3. Wow. So know, they called something. you and they're like, psych. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it always and, seems and, like there's ups and downs in the movie. Like yeah, never, I, nothing's guaranteed. Was, it, you know? I couldn't handle it. Like it, yeah. it, it's 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 that, that part of it is really horrible. Yeah. It, it, it really is because it you're, sounds you're, like you're, it. you're you're at the mercy right. of so many people, and you know if you want to, you know, then there's this concept of the pitch meeting, which is just you're, you're on, you're, you're trying to do it the best you can. You get executives who get it, you get executives who don't get it. You know, you get development guys who are young. They, they, they know very little about movies, actually. Mm -hmm. And they're a firewall and they're making decisions about whether or not you go to the next step. 
So it's it's yeah. it's really it hard. It sounds abusive. Uh, it, 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 it it really it, it really is. It does. Uh, it's uh, I I looked through some of my uh, notes. I have notebooks of places. I, I used to do like three, four, five pitch meetings a week. And you'd be excited. You go to, you know, you yeah, go to Universal, yeah. you go to Paramount, and you meet with it's somebody. Like, oh, and, interviews over and over again. Yeah. And you're just trying to get people to get hooked on a story. Now, in those days, if you really engage someone in a story mm-hmm. uh, and you know how to tell it well, there were development deals that were going on. And that's all to come, like, you know, if you want to speak about that later, the way the business is today, it, it's all changed. It's almost impossible to get a development deal where anyone will put up money anymore. Unless you're totally A-list. And that's because uh, people don't know this. The, um, the ratio of movies that get bought mm. or developed and then get actually made is like one out of a hundred. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I, I sold a project year, a few years after Funhouse uh, to Eddie Murphy Productions. They were going to do it over at Paramount. Mm. Oh, wow. They were working and you know, they paid good money for that. It was in mm. development and they never made it. Then if you go into their But do boss, you still get to keep the money? Of course. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's an option and you, and you get the money. And then you also, under certain circumstances, you, you get the rights back because a oh, certain okay. amount of time has gone by. It, it, it's a, it's a, you got, you got to really, you got to get up all the time because mm-hmm. they keep knocking you down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you got to be, yeah. you got to be a glutton for punishment. Yeah. I've seen, I mean, just in a, not even within the movie business, but TV shows and all that. I mean, I've just noticed that there's so many people that they, they get like a pilot and then they get, you know, network or something involved and then they'll shoot like a bunch of, you know, episodes, but then they never air or whatever. Correct. It's, it's to me, that's, I don't know. I, I, I like things that are a little bit more consistent. It's really hard for me to like, you know, just have that up and down. And you become, kind of as a as a as a viewer, you feel so invested, and you're like, "This is gonna be great." Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go to the comedy store a lot, right. and um, you know, you kind of feel like you build a relationship with the comedians you love there, right. and they are, you know, they they they'll hang out with you afterwards, and you'll right. talk about their next project, and they're excited about this and that, and you're invested in it, and you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be so great." Right. And then right. it's like, okay, well, they got pulled. And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. I'm devastated for them. And I can only imagine, like, I couldn't ever do sales. Like, I couldn't ever do customer service. There's just so much, like, disappointment there that I would just I don't know, break my heart every day. Yeah. The major difference is is that it's it's not it's it's not real estate. It's not a property. It, it un- Until it's got made, mm-hmm. once it's been made, then it's an intellectual property and it's really mm-hmm. worth something. I've gotten the rights to the funhouse back. I just did this recently. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. Congratulations. But, That's but a big deal. I'm, I'm saying unless you actually have an intellectual property, something that was made and you own it or you own mm-hmm. the rights to a book or something, where it's something that's tangible and concrete, mm-hmm. it's really smoke and mirrors because everybody writes, everybody has ideas mm-hmm. about stories. And, you know, the typical story meeting that you go to, you, you tell a story and there'd be an executive who really, some of these development executives, don't love movies and they don't know anything about movies. Mm-hmm. And so they have these like, like, like uh, cookie cutter questions and, and, and suggestions, which is they'd say, here's a real, well, does it have to be a girl? They just want to put their, for the like, record, it always has to be a girl. No, they, they want they, no, they want to put, the, they, they want to put their spin on it. Yeah. Does it have to be young? Can it be old? Does it have to be old? Can it be young? And it was very, uh, I mean, I, a couple of times I made a really bad mistake where, some guy was like like looking at himself in the mirror while I was pitching 
And I said, you want me to stop because you're not like, you know, you're scratching your face. And that wasn't good. It was a big, you, you can't do it. You just have to really keep taking it. And oh, you can't. Gosh, yeah, yeah, no. No, thanks. Yeah. I'll stick to this okay. <laughs> and my day job. I couldn't do Well, that. no, it's it's different now. It's, it's really different now because. Well, according to the documentary I saw called Entourage, yeah. it, it's brutal. <laughs> Yeah, what I'm saying about it, it's, it's different now. As a matter of fact, I just saw uh, there was an interview with John Carpenter where he basically said something to the effect of he wished he was born now and making movies now because the equipment and this and 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 the special effects are are so cheap and so amazing that anybody who's got a bunch of friends can actually put together something. And now with with YouTube and Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, you, you there are actually are more opportunities in terms of that. In terms of mainstream, very few opportunities, but everybody's looking. Everybody's looking at YouTube, and there are major movies that you know that, that people who got deals from doing little little uh, test footage uh, uh, on YouTube. That's definitely true. Like the entire like everything has just shifted. Like oh. we do this now with video. Yeah. And essentially, he edits a two-hour movie every week. You know, it's and he's able to do it based off of. Uh, um, creative cloud subscription and a computer and right. that's all that's needed right. um granted we don't have special effects right but then yeah and then there's like we watched the gold well we watched the golden globe because it was on at the laundromat but <laughs> <laughs> we watched the golden globes and um it's yeah. like yeah, netflix right. and yeah, and, and all these movies that are just like the irishman amazing movie that it took a while to watch but it was amazing movie and it's a netflix movie and you didn't you know, it's a streaming service. You don't go to the movie theater. You right, don't yeah, go yeah. and buy the merchandise. Yeah. You just stream it at your convenience. Yeah, it's sort of, I think it's sort of like the same way when CDs came around, when people used to listen to tapes, and then CDs came around, and, and that was like the next revolution. And then now CDs are all obsolete, you know, and everything's all digital and MP3 format and all this, and it's just like everything is always fluctuating and changing um, so much. And, yeah, and right now that's Netflix and there's all these other companies kind of like came out of nowhere. I mean, who would have thought that Blockbuster would have gone under, you know, and, and they tried to jump on board with the whole streaming thing, but it didn't work out and um i guess you know that's just the way things go you just that's keep it. up with the times you know that said i still have records and a lot of people <laughs> still have records yeah yeah you know um yeah, but yeah. yeah things change you just have to be able to adapt but also remember the reason why you do it you, you do it for you know your, your love of writing you do it for your love of making the music that you want right. and and pouring your heart out i do it because i can't shut up and i like to talk <laughs> yeah. you know you do it for various reasons as long as you stick to your true self i think the audience can feel it yeah the the problem with screenwriting is and i just i mean i, I went through it myself uh in the beginning you're doing it just for the love of doing it but unlike um, when you're writing prose or you're writing you know uh, short stories or, or or even a novel where you can show it people people can read it when it comes to a screenplay, it's they're really not readable by people who aren't in the business and, and know what they're actually doing. So that part of it becomes very unsatisfying. And then right. you begin to slowly but surely, you at least I did, come to the realization that if I don't sell something, if I don't make that sale, I sort of like really wasted my time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you but you begin to, you know, you begin to start having that kind of a mindset. Um 
And it's interesting, but uh, then you learn, a, you learn a very valuable lesson from Raymond Chandler, who I discovered very late in my life. Raymond Chandler, the guy who did, uh, you know, The Big Sleep, and he was the noir thriller. He invented the noir thriller. Mm. Uh, if, if you, if you like what they did with Blade Runner, that was, they turned it into a Chandler-esque type of thing with that narration and uh-huh. that, that whatever. Uh-huh. And he came up with this idea where he would cannibalize his own writings. And, and, and for a screenwriter, that's great because all that stuff that you've written that you have, and like if you've written a lot of screenplays and you, you, you know, most of my stuff has been optioned, not, you know, a, a certain percentage were actually made, but you are able to go back into that stuff and, and just like lift scenes from, from it. And that's what he did, by the way. Well, that's, the, that, yeah, that is a good, yeah. like, kind of like... So you, you cannibalize your yeah. own stuff. It's your stuff always and, and you own it. But uh, you begin to think in terms of the business that, gee, I have to sell this for it yeah. to really yeah. be Now, success. when you specifically write a screenplay, does that mean, like, you're also putting, like, camera pans here fade is it is it like that or you're because it's not just the dialogue and everything when, when you first about, right? start out mm-hmm. the big mistake that most people make is they over choreograph the, the, the script they right. really do and no and, and, and unless it's a, a, it's it's very important you have a dissolve in there where one scene dissolves into another or or uh uh, the unless camera it's pulls back to the story. Unless it's yeah, and people they hate it when you when you overdo this. Gotcha. So, so screenwriting has also gone through a bit of an evolution. And okay. if, if you look at the the newer screenplays, they're they're uh, it's 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 funny. The first screenplay I ever read was The Wind and the Lion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it yeah. was an action adventure. Uh, 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 Sean Connery was in it, and uh, and Sean that Connery. that was written. That was yeah, he was a actually at one time he was a young man. Oh, I know. I found a picture of him like in a speedo, like flexing his muscles, and it's on my private it's probably Instagram. It's probably <laughs> probably from the movie Zardoz. That yeah, it's probably. Okay, it, it's I'm gonna probably write that, that down because I. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. He was no, and then he was James Bond. Yeah. Anyway, yes, of course. So that was the first script I ever went the lion, and it was it was written. It was unbelievable. It was written like a novel. You know, every detail. You, you can't do that anymore, yeah. and you, you shouldn't do it. Anymore. Right. Okay. The, the, the screenplay is supposed to be around 112 pages, and it's supposed to be a really fast read because mm-hmm. you've got to get you got to get by readers first because oh, right. if readers aren't hooked, right. they're not gonna they're not gonna pass it on. Right. So we're big fans of The Sopranos. And we, there was an episode where, I don't are you familiar with the show? Yeah, I know the show. Okay, yeah. so I knew David Chase, by the way. He actually gave me a, gave me a job once. Oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah, David Chase was a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Nice. <laughs> he has everything. <laughs> um, but there was, we recently watched the episode where um, Christopher has his screenplay and he's showing it to John Favreau and, and uh, the, his cousin's girlfriend that he ends up sleeping with. And it's just doesn't go according to plan at all and he's looking at um there's a scene where he's opening up a script that he finds on her floor when she's sad that she accidentally slept with christopher and and he's like oh wow and he like you see the realization of i'm writing my script all wrong right Right. Uh, yeah so i'm like i don't even understand what has to go on in the script all i know is i have to give my money to the ticket person yeah. And they will let me in and we'll watch it. By the we'll way, watch I'm, the hell I'm, out of it. I'm pretty sure because I was at Paramount for like around three or four months doing this Eddie Murphy project. They gave me a nice office. And I'm pretty sure the story is true. I think it's the movie Near Dark with, you know, the horror movie, uh-huh. the, the vampire Western movie, yeah, Near yeah. Dark. Yeah. 
I think that might have been the script that nobody wanted. It was finished. Uh -huh. And I think when Ed Feldman came and took over the office, they found it in a drawer. Uh -huh. And they go, oh, this is like really great. And I th I, I'm pretty sure it's near dark, you know. Really? Yeah. It's so interesting yeah. the yeah. way these things happen. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a miracle. Every time somebody gets a, gets a movie made, actually, it is a miracle. Mm -hmm. And forget about it doing well at the box office because the majority of movies don't do well at Just the box office. Just getting it made. Uh, it's, it's like... Every studio has got to have like around two or three pictures that pay for all the losses because people don't realize that. Oh, that makes sense. You, you pay X amount of dollars for the screenplay. You shoot the film. It can be any low budget film is like three to five, seven. Okay, whatever it is. When you, once you're dealing with like a twenty million, sixty million, hundred twenty million, the movie's got to make triple the amount for it to break even. Sure. Because of the the print and ad, you know, the print and ads that they put into it. So, yeah. so. Every studio's got to have like like one or two hits that pay for all the losses and then some. And yeah. again, it's it's it, you know what Mario Puzo and you know Mario Puzo, yes. No, you'd have to. The I don't know names. The Godfather. Yeah. Okay. He wrote the Godfather. Yeah. Mario okay. Now, Puzo. yeah, but I don't remember okay, names. That's okay. a big part of this. Mario <laughs> Puzo, who wrote the Godfather and did the screenplay for the Godfather, and and also was a big gambler and loved mm -hmm. Las Vegas. He had a quote, and I, you know, occasionally I teach classes in screenwriting, and I always, basically, Hollywood, across the board, is a lot like, this is a quote, it's a lot like Las Vegas, except the losers stick around. <laughs> That's Mario. That's yeah. Mario. Please oh, call. my God. Yeah. Hey, so. I, um, I'm an L.A. native, and he, as you grow up in Los Angeles, especially, um, because I used to get bused to the West Side for schools. So yeah. I grew up with a lot, a lot of West Side. And um, you meet people in the industry throughout, um, especially when I used to work as a nanny. And you see people in the industry and you're like, oh my gosh, how much abuse can you take? That's why I was able to really relate it to, to that. Right. But then there is just so much of just this one family moved into a hotel and let their house be used for pornography for like yeah. two months straight just so that they can stay right. within the industry right. and it, it's just people just get really hooked or they're really passionate about it and they just won't leave and I always joke around that oh you're uh you're a director yeah there's another one but because everybody you know essentially is in the industry in one way or the other sure when I first came out here uh we were staying at the Franklin Motor Lodge uh, right near the freeway and uh in Hollywood and we saw, it was a thing called Eyewitness News. I don't know if it's, I don't mm -hmm. watch it anymore, but Eyewitness News. And so we're here and you know, we got a bunch of screenplays with us. We were so stupid. We thought that uh, you couldn't make, you couldn't copy screenplays out here. So we mm. actually took them. We, we, we didn't think about it. We carried a bunch of screenplays. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we're watching Eyewitness News and they did a thing on Hollywood Boulevard where uh, the news camera, you know, comes over, a bus pulls up and someone gets out and they go, excuse me, can I speak with you for a second? This, this is uh, Eyewitness News. Uh, so how's the new screenplay coming? And the person says, well, it's, it's great. How did you know? I, I just I actually finished one. <laughs> do, you have, do, you, do you have an agent yet? No, no, but I, I'm working. Okay, fine. Next person. So uh, how's the new screenplay coming along? And it's it's like, gee whiz, you know what? I'm on my third one already and I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm getting there and... It's like three, four times in a row, and I'm, God, this is like crazy. And then they ask someone, so how's the new screenplay coming along? 
And the person said, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not a screenwriter. Oh, really? Can I ask, what do you do? Yeah, I'm a musician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's basically, yeah. that's that's what it is. And that's what yeah. you're up against. But one of the reasons for it is, is that if you have any success whatsoever, and of course the ultimate success is having a movie made, if you see that in the theater with a live audience, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. The adrenaline rush is unbelievable. More so in an action or a horror movie than any other kind of movie, you know, even like more so than a comedy. And to see people scream and to see people go like this and work and everything that you planned out and was actually shot properly and it works, right. it I cannot tell you the adrenaline rush. It is it is amazing. And once you've had it, you're, you're that's it for life. You're, you're stuck. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, well, so I'm a musician, and I sort of came out here for music. Um, obviously, I didn't end up signing any kind of deals or making it. But like, as a musician, um, when we're performing on stage, that's the reaction we're hoping that the audience is going to give us back is that they enjoy our music mm-hmm. or whatever. But it sounds like from what you're saying, uh, you know, watching a movie with an audience, it's so it's sort of like you're behind the scenes watching their reaction whereas a musician we're on stage in front of them right and they're re- they're giving us the reaction face to face whereas you know it's again like you're immersed in it versus you're like you're like a puppeteer yeah. you're like a you're you and you know you're just like you're waiting like oh wow i can't yeah. the next scene mm-hmm. see, see if they're gonna jump see if they're gonna see if they're gonna jump or not I and guess, when they do it's so satisfying yeah, i guess maybe for the actors it's a little bit more like the musician because they're on the screen. So even though they're not there live and they may be sitting in the seats or behind on right. the scenes or whatever, I think there's because they're getting more of the credit for the movie in the sense, um, maybe they feel it a little bit more, but yeah, for the behind the scenes people, the, the, you know, um, crew, the writers and everybody right. like they, you know, it's, Something that I guess, like, that's what I'm saying. For me, I, I try to, that's how I gauge is like, okay, I did a song or I did a performance and are, is the right. audience into it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you're saying the same thing, except you're, it's almost like a voyeuristic point of view because you're seeing the reaction from that's, behind. That, that's pretty cool. Spot on. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like watching your child learn to walk, it seems like. Like you put all this time and effort into it and then you just finally get like a delayed response. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like, anyway. I, I, I remember on Funhouse when it first, you know, opened. We, we went to a screening before it, before at Universal Studios. They just opened up the new Alfred Hitchcock Theater, and that's where they showed it. And it was great. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. Uh, but that was with that was with industry people there. Mm-hmm. But I remember uh, going on Hollywood Boulevard, and we we went to see it. I think at the Egyptian. And we love uh-huh. the Egyptian. Yeah, We're nice. going to be there on Saturday. <laughs> what are they showing? Well, so I'm part of the Secret Movie Club. And they go and they show. All yeah, I did. This, I did. The I secret, know you did. did I, and this is this is the reason why I'm doing this because it was a crazy thing. Uh, I started. I started very late in life doing Instagram, mm. and uh, me and, too, actually. So did I. Uh, no, no, I, no. But but it's it's really dangerous because it's so smart the way it's set up that you get this rush of endorphin. You, f- you figure out what what are the viewers going to like. And you put something together, and then you you show it, and then you wait for the you know for the, for the uh, for, for the uh, what do you call it, for the hits to start happening, 
But so I started doing Instagram and for some reason it crossed over to Twitter, even though I really don't quite understand Twitter and don't like it. Yeah, I don't like uh, it either. <laughs> but no, I was, so I was on and somebody all of a sudden came to me and, and said like, we're, we're, we're showing Funhouse, you know, at the, at the region theater, um, you know, downtown in like three or four weeks. Why, why don't you do a Q and A? Yeah. And at first I thought, no, that's just, that's, and then I looked at, okay, well, gee, like, why the hell not? Yeah, why and the hell not? And, and that's it. I, I, and they showed it in 16 millimeter. And it was very grungy. They were having like pizza and beer and everything oh, else. Oh, yeah. It's the best. And, it's so and I, I, I'm, I went crazy. I mean, I put a couple of clips on my Instagram of it. Mm -hmm. I, 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 did, mm -hmm. I did like a 30 minute. It was like doing 30 minutes of stand up <laughs> with a crowd like loves you. Yeah. yeah. Because by the way, you know, horror fans, I'm beginning, you know, like if you go in the fun house, the fun house, mm -hmm. uh, Hashtag the Funhouse. There's there's ten thousand there's ten thousand uh, postings on the Funhouse. Yeah. So and welcome to the community again. <laughs> like this is what we are. We are diehard fans. That if we love somebody, we're wondering why the hell everybody else is not on board yet. So we just try to bring them on over. And the events at Secret Movie Club and Cinematic Void. I don't know if you've checked that out yet. I follow them. Um, yeah. It's but those events. I. He loves those less than other than the secret movie club. Uh, well, it's just uh, it's an, from an audio standpoint. Guy, yeah, he's a musician, so the audio's pitchy. But the host is just they don't have their levels right. They? <laughs> they, they do something where they actually read screenplays. They do readings. Well, There's, I haven't gone to those. I've gone to the marathons. We've gone to yeah. uh, Camp Voids, we, uh, which is like movie marathons, but like you know, targeted for yeah. a specific theme. Those things just fill my heart and it's full of men so there's never a line in the women's <laughs> restroom it's beautiful it's yeah. magic and it feels so good because you know you're with your people they they they, they absolutely are and and they they love genre movies and they're incredibly forgiving of genre movies which there are critics that love horror movies and they're forgiving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cisco and Ebert actually loved the fun house. It was one of their, it was one of their guilty pleasures and to see them speaking about it and, you know, oh, I'm it, sure it, that was amazing. No, yeah. it, it is. I, I, I have a clip of it actually. <laughs> anyway, no, I, anyway, uh, what I'm saying is then there are certain critics who just don't get it. And that's horrific. That, that, yeah, they can watch something else. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying when, when a critic doesn't get something or, you know, they're asking questions, which are like, they're obviously not in the flow of what you're trying to accomplish in this particular movie. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you see that a lot. But when you're with your peeps, at, you know, I, I went to, uh, I, I know the people at Creepshow. And as a matter of fact, I'm, oh, nice. I, I'm, work, I'm working, it's almost a little bit of a top secret thing, but I'm working. We won't uh, tell anyone, uh, we promise. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm working about the, the remake for the Funhouse with Greg Nicotero and Brian oh, and, and, so and Brian Whitten. They were trying to apparently get the rights to this from Universal like six or seven years ago oh, wow. when Eli Roth was going to be doing it, and so they oh, could. Oh my gosh! Hold on so, one second. That's like the love of my life. Eli Roth. So, give me one second. Okay. No, no. Listen, listen. Can I you tell him I said hi. Okay. No, no. I, I, I it, it, okay. I don't know him personally. But I will tell you. Not personally yet. Okay, but I will Larry, we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm telling you, the movie Hostel is absolutely brilliant. Yes, it, it is. What it is, it is one of the most brilliant horror movies that I've seen in such a long time, 
and it actually says something and there are actually poignant moments in it. And it's the, I love cautionary tales. It's the ultimate cautionary yeah, tale. it is. I will tell you, I will never backpack through Europe <laughs> ever. <laughs> now, did you specifically want to get into the horror genre when you were starting out writing screenplays? Yeah, I, I loved. Or? I love. I grew up loving horror yeah. movies. My, you know, I used to I used to sneak downstairs and watch on television. Mm-hmm. And my father would come. He would try to scare me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the I just did an interview with uh, with with a Spanish company. Apparently, the funhouse is being in Spain. It's being in, in in France or whatever. And so I'm I'm like I'm back in the business again. I was sort of like some semi retired for a while. Yeah, I loved horror movies yeah. and. And uh, I, I remember uh, I remember seeing King Kong the reruns you know they did in black and white mm-hmm. that movie blew me away because it had that element of scare and it had Fay Ray and even as well, a six year yeah. old no as a six year old you, you fall in love with Fay Ray of course and, as a thirty seven year old woman yes I agree <laughs> so so I love that and then the other movie that like spoiled me for life it wasn't really it's really a fantasy movie I, I went to see Ray Harryhausen Seven Voyages of Sinbad. <laughs> and it it totally freaked me out. The Cyclops. Yes, exactly. And, and the skeleton at the end. It totally freaked me out. But there was a part of me that got so excited. I'm literally, it's a combination of fear and excitement. And it's a, so it's a different kind of an endorphin rush. Mm-hmm. And then you find out it's special effects. And I went gaga for special effects. And I learned how to do stop motion. And I was really into stop motion. Oh, nice. And that movie, when that Cyclops came out of the cave for the first time, <laughs> yeah. and he's howling, I'm going, what is this? This is like, this, this is like so magical. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's so magical. Yes. And, and yes. that's what this, so... Yeah, and I, lo- I loved horror movies, yeah. and I, I was an avid fan of right. horror Right, well, with horror uh, directors and writers, it seems like that they do tend to stick in their element. Um, you know, like Wes Craven or a lot of these people, like, they, they're they not known for doing dramas and comedies and all that, like, but, you know, so, like, other directors like, say, Kevin Smith, who's known for doing comedies, he's kind of gone outside the box and done a couple uh, dramas or whatever but like seems well, like the is it red state it's really good like sometimes they can cross over right. and 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 just really do this one thing really well and then go back right yeah but i just think that the trend that i have seen anyways is that it seems like that the horror community and the people that are really into horror they kind of they stick with it and they do it well instead of experimenting with a lot of different other genres you know if you don't like get it you really can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen like major, like ill-conceived ideas that studio heads have done where they'll take a movie, one of my favorite movies, and I guess you could call it a horror movie or a thriller, is uh, Open Your Eyes, which is oh, a, Sp- it's a Spanish film. Yeah, is that... Um, Don't think I've... Yeah, it, but they remade it. Right? It was remade it, it was remade as Vanilla, Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky, that's and, right. Yeah, the the low budget movie uh, that it was based on, which is Open Your Eyes, is a a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's an absolute masterpiece. And then you see what happens when they when they put the Hollywood spin on it. And in that particular movie, although it's a great effort. It was not a horror director who Mm -hmm. who directed it was uh, um, I remember his name. He did Jerry Maguire. He's a great director, but... What's his uh, name? I don't remember the director's yeah, name. did a whole bunch of things. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Except for Toby Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The, 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 the point is, is that a movie like that was based upon, like, teenage angst. Mm-hmm. Two teenage friends, and one of them steals the other guy's girlfriend, and then all hell breaks loose. 
And I don't know why anybody would ever think that you could do that same story with adults. Because, you know, it, it's like, it, it's not cool anymore. You know, when you're, when you're teenagers, you, you have angst, like, you got hormones. But you're a grown up and this is like your best friend. <laughs> why, yeah. why are you, why are you taking his, his girl? Yeah. It's, it's right, sort of, yeah. anyway. It's very uh, irresponsible, oh, 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 Chad. Over, over, <laughs> overblown. Oh, way, way, way overblown. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's kind of why I'm so hesitant to watch uh, the remake of Suspiria because I love the original. Amazing movie. The, the remake? No, the, the original. Yeah, the original. No, original blew yeah. my mind. Yeah, it's such a good movie, and I'm so scared to watch the remake. And it's, he's gonna make me do it, no, and I'm I don't want it. to. It's, I really it, don't it, want it, to. If, 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 you're, if you're a purist and you know anything about Dario Argento, he com comes out of yes. a films Italian film horror. Mm -hmm. Yes, Gran yes. Gino, and um, I almost named my son Dario. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he, that movie I got to see on the big screen because. I was doing something with a, with a movie company and I was trying to sell them a horror script and they weren't getting it. And I said, we have to watch Suspiria, you know, uh, on a big screen. So they called up uh, Fox Studios, put it in a screening room for us and we watched it. It's great. And then they, they, they got it. Oh, but on a big, oh, the movie is, is absolutely magnificent. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, she's, she's been talking about Suspiria and I've never seen it. Um, and then it's one of the movies we want to do for the podcast, but we just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. Um, well, so I know the movie but, back and forth. I know the movie back and forth. <laughs> He'll so tell you all about so, it. So, so if, you, you know, you know, if you can't get anyone who is involved, we'll record in the Suspiria episode and then you listen to it. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll, I'll uh, no because you no, know, the, the movie is uh, is unbelievable. It's it's, yeah. it's art. It's just, it is it's it, it's an experience, and you can immerse yourself in it, and you're just you have to remember to breathe. It's, it's so well done. Uh, like I, uh, I'm trying to introduce him. Well, for the most part, I, we have been doing a lot of things. So uh, he's learning about uh, Dario and HGL, and he's I've got to get him into a little bit more Hitchcock. Like he he's aware of them, but I don't think he's ever experienced them yeah. just yet. The original movie yeah. Psycho, by the way, mm -hmm. it, it's Hitchcock, and now right, he, yeah. he he used he used his TV crew to do it. Yes, and yes. Uh, it, it's in black and white, and uh, he used all the tricks that he knew knew mm -hmm. how to do over the. And he made such an incredible movie. I actually met Robert Block, the guy who wrote uh, the book. And, uh, so I that's not you with another name. No, no, no. <laughs> I bumped, I bumped, I bumped into him on Hollywood Boulevard, and. Uh, uh, well, that's I, where you would. I, I, no, no, no. I was surprised. I was really surprised. I don't know what he was doing there. I was actually surprised because, anyway, he made very little money on that book. Uh, they, I think they, Hitchcock bought all the rights out for like something like $35,000. Yeah, there was something like that. And uh, so I bumped into him. Now, I had my own experience in the publishing business because Funhouse had already come out. And and uh, and it, I think it was, ten, it was, ten, it was probably... Probably 1990, that I met Robert Block, and I had already had my 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 uh, my golden egg, which was when it turned out that the person who novelized the the screen you know, the screenplay for the Funhouse was under the name of Owen West, turned out to be Dean Koontz. Yeah. And <laughs> so, how did that make you feel? <laughs> because that sounds it's like... the greatest miracle in the world that ever happened in my life. It, it, it was really, it was a religious experience for me. No, I'm, 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 I'm absolutely serious. Yeah, it's... it's... It was an absolute miracle because uh, I had, I, I had, uh, we, we were going to make the movie 
And then they decided that uh, Universal Studios, who owned Jove Books, was going to do a novelization. They were doing them. Every mm -hmm. once in a while, they were, do they were doing them for movies. Um, and they said, we need you to sign off to let somebody else write it because you own the, you own the copyright to your, to your screenplay. And I said, well, why can't I do it? And they go, no, 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 we already have a deal with someone named Owen West. He's going to be the next Stephen King. And we've already put, we're, we're, we're putting, you know, in, into the funhouse, we're going to put uh, something like $500,000 in ad campaign to launch Owen West. He's got a three book deal with us. And, uh, and, that, and that's it. And so, uh, but, we'll, you know, there are five points to be distributed between the producer and, you know, the producers of the movie. Um, and uh, we're willing to give you, and I negotiated with them, I wound up with three points. And unlike the movie business where you never see your, 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 your percentage points, unless it's gross, it never is, it's off the book price. So it was Dean, it was, it was uh, Owen West. And so, okay, fine. So they're doing this and I got an advance. And then I get a phone call and it's Owen West. And he says, you know, hi Larry. Listen, I'm 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 doing a, uh, a novelization of 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 your uh, screenplay. I love the screenplay. It's a lot of fun. It's really good. There, is there anything that you left out of the screenplay that you want to tell me about in terms of motivation? I thought it was like so decent. Uh -huh. yeah. uh, and I said, no, not really. I, it, it's a self-contained screenplay. That's what a screenplay is, and all the hints are kind of like there already. And no, I really haven't. And, and that was it. He said, well, thank you very much. And I said, well, thank you, and good luck, and and that's it. So the book. Uh, the, the movie, and we haven't spoken about the movie at all, and we really need to. Yeah, we will, in a second. <laughs> okay, <fine. laughs> so what happened was uh, the movie was delayed in its, in its, uh, when they released it. It was supposed to simultaneously uh, 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 publish the book at the, you know, at the same time as, as the movie. It was supposed to reinforce each other. So the book comes out first. And the book goes to number two in the New York Times bestseller wow. list. Wow. And the book is basically, it's, it's the last, you know, uh, one third or less, like, you know, 50 pages of the book are actually very close on with the movie. Mm. The rest of it is backstory that Dean mm -hmm. came up with, oh. under the name of Owen West, that he came up with all these backstories and all these subplots. And... Good, because I have questions. No, no, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's very interesting. So um, what happened was is uh, then the movie comes out and then the book kind of like peaked and that was, mm -hmm. that, that was kind of like it. And then 10 years later, I'm, again, you go through cycles. The thing about screenwriting is you'll get a deal and it'll be fantastic. You'll get paid really good money, you know, for a mm -hmm. screenplay, good option money or a good development deal. And then you, know, you make a sale and that's great. But then it's like nine months later before you get another job. Mm -hmm. So when yeah. you do the, when you crunch the numbers on it, if you're making, you know, you know, $150,000, uh, but it's over three years. Right. That's yeah. that's not yeah. great anymore. And th yeah. th this is what makes people really really crazy. Yeah. So what happened in that instance was ten years go by, and I'm you know I'm always following you know the Funhouse by Owen West, Owen West, mm -hmm. Owen West, and then all of a sudden I'm at uh, one of the bookstores, the, the Crown Books. They've gone out of mm, business. I everybody Crown everybody Books. goes out yeah. of business, and I look, and all of a sudden I see there's this book. It's, it says Dean Koontz formerly known as Owen West. And it's one of the three books that he had in that three book deal. Oh. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't believe it. 
that means that eventually they're going to get to doing the fun house and, and re, you know, redoing yeah. it under, by, by the way, I, I should have just shown you, this was the original fun house book. Oh, wow. oh the nice. nice. That was the original fun house book. Oh, <laughs> you nice. see, yeah. like prominently, I'm on yeah. the, I'm on the cover of that in its own way. Oh so, yeah. Oh my gosh, right here. Yeah. See it? I like your book. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm, this is like being told out of water. So then this is the book where I get a call from Universal Studios saying, you know, that they, they're going to they're gonna reissue it. <laughs> but you'll be on the copyright. I'm on the copyright page, but we need to take you off the cover oh. <laughs> because we will sell more books and you will actually make a lot more money. Well, uh, okay. Because of this. So oh it, 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 was, it was very complex. I was at Crown Books and I, I had actually, I said, oh my gosh, this is a, this is a miracle. And that very afternoon, I get a call from Mace Newfeld, who was the producer of the Funhouse. You know, he, he, mm -hmm. he was the main guy who put the whole deal together. And he says to me, well, you know, Larry, they're going to remake. Uh, I mean, they're, re they're reissuing uh, the Funhouse. It's under Dean Koontz. And uh, you know what? You had three points. We had two points. These points don't exist anymore because it's a, it's, it's a republication and then they never exist. So... If you're really lucky, you know, we might be able to get you like a half a point or max out at one point. But there's no way you're going to get the three points because it's off the cover oh. price. And the cover price like was already doubled yeah. the amount. Didn't had no idea what to do. And then I remembered who Owen West's agent was. Uh -huh. I called up Owen West's agent and said, listen, I, I only spoke to the dean like 10 years ago. But I tell him it's Larry Block from the Fun House. And I really need to speak with him because I'm like so confused about what's going on here, what I should do. Yeah. I get a phone call from him like like three hours later. Hey, Larry, how are you? How are you? And I explained to him what was going on. And he goes, oh, I'm not letting them do that to you. Well, he says, first of all, he says, I love you because I was really hungry with my, my wife, uh, you know, um, uh, and a starving writer when I got that deal wow. for, you know, to novelize your book. And that was like, I got paid more money for that than anything else. And that was like really great. So what they're doing to you, I'm not going to let it happen. So here's what I'm going to do. This is what he says to me. Here's what I'm going to do. There really isn't, I mean, they don't have the full five points anymore. But here's what I'm going to do. You're going to, I'm going to give you out of my pocket a half a point. Oh. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a point and a half, and then you're going to go to Mace Newfeld, and you're not gonna take no for an answer, and you're gonna get a half a point for him. So you're you're gonna wind you're gonna wind up with two and a half points in a Dean Koontz book. Oh, I, I, I can't believe he says they're, they're gonna terrorize you, they're going to threaten you, they're gonna say they're gonna say that they're not going to publish the book because they already said this to me. We're not gonna publish the book unless you give it up for one point. Mm. We're not going to do any, and you're going to hold tight and and call me anytime you want. I couldn't believe it's like a guardian angel. We became, <laughs> we became really good friends. I, oh, I, that's I, a beautiful story. And you know, so I, I held out, I got the two and they, they said to me, as a matter of fact, if you, this is the, this is the last version they republished it again. And in that afterward, he speaks all about me and he, he tells a little bit oh, about the deal, how we were both told by famous people in Hollywood, we'd never work again. And we were threatened and, and all this. And he, he talks about me being like his half brother. Oh, I, no, I, I, I worked with him. Great. I worked with him on a lot of projects. I got him a deal actually at Stars. As I was like a producer, I got a, oh, a, nice. a, one of his projects at Stars. 
Anyway, yeah. uh, the story just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Well, it's so funny this, too because the usually goes the other way around. No, where they take it, a book and it, they turn it into a movie, right? No, it was it was and and let me just finish it by saying that the first check that I got from the, when it's under the Dean Kuhn's name, and again we were like it was a starving family. I had little kids, and and mm. it's 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 you know. Feast or famine, mm-hmm. first check that I got, I didn't do anything. It was just, it was like one hundred nineteen thousand oh dollars. Just God. yeah, for, and in the book business, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. Over the years, I've, I've earned like a quarter of a million dollars from the book, and I never did anything with it. You know, I mean, it was all it was all Dean. He did a brilliant wow. job, and he uh, you know came up with all these backstories and everything else, and uh, that was that's a great. work for hire. Uh, that he did for uh, oh. Universal Studios. Oh, that's a great. Maybe we should yeah. try writing. <laughs> <laughs> that's good money in it. He's a, great, he's a great guy, by the way. Yeah, no, that's I, that cool. sounds like he is. Sounds like he's amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, a little, it's a lot of uh, interesting facts there in that backstory. It's, okay, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We're off track. Yeah, well, yeah so could, uh, let's take a quick break and then yeah. we'll come back and do the movie. Yeah, okay. we'll just delve okay. into the movie. All right, cool. we'll be right back. So the movie goes like this. There's a POV, mm-hmm. and the bedroom, there is classic horror everywhere. Mm-hmm. My dream bedroom growing up <laughs> has sure. Frankenstein monster masks everywhere, right. and there's a torture wall, yes. and there's just creepy crawlies. Mm, I'm not good with the mice, but everything else is just, <laughs> like, feels so happy. Yes. <laughs> it's nice and creepy. It's Gross. I loved it. And then there's a girl who is um, going to take a shower. Mm -hmm. Now, she looks like a very young girl. And I imagine she's not actually. But we do see our, the, what did you call it? What did I call it? The obligatory uh, boob shot. Yeah, obligatory boob shot. And we see the POV again. And the the person... Mm -hmm is um, grabbing a knife from the torture wall and is getting a mask on and very much like um, Halloween. Like Halloween. Sure. Yeah. Very much the the view through the um, through the cutout eyes of the mask, mm-hmm. the, the 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 slow and and, and um, like walk over and then you open the bathroom door and suddenly it's psycho and the girls in the shower and and the curtain gets pulled back and she screams and there's a knife coming and the knife goes to stab her right in the stomach and it folds because it is her brother in a mask. Right. Right. What a little pervert. (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting. First of all, originally it was uh, he had planted a snake in the original screenplay, he, oh. he had planted he had planted a snake, and she was going to go for the towel and get the snake. Oh. And, then we, and then we had a, we had our, f- our first meeting, a script meeting. We were talking about it, and they were saying like, "What are you trying to do here?" I said, "Well, it's like you know, Psycho, and a little bit like Halloween." And they go, "Well, we love that. We love that. So can we do more of that?" And I said, "We'll we'll, we'll do it all the way. That's it. Yeah. Let me let me just go do it." I wanted to have, by the way, uh, paintings on the wall that look like. You know, in in, uh, in the psycho house, which are like birds, okay, and it will yeah. burn. You know, I wanted to go one hundred percent all the way with it. In those days, I'm just you know, I'm it, the, the most prudish guys in the whole business in terms of critics or, or uh, 
uh, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. Mm -hmm. They looked at it, they said, oh, and you realize it's a, it's a kid, you know, playing a practical joke on his sister. No problem with it. Oh, so I'm not might, calling you a pervert. I'm calling a little boy a pervert. No, no, but I'm just saying, <laughs> little kid, no, I'm, what I'm saying, they, they didn't see him as being a pervert. They saw him as playing a practical joke on his sister. And, yeah, you know, but I, I know, I guess times have changed. No, it's and, not about you know, times have changed. It's as the older sibling to a little brother, Oh, he would have got his ass beat. <laughs> oh, she, oh, she, well, no, she 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 terrorizes him. She, you know, she she. You can see the scene where she's screaming at him and saying, "I'm going to get you. You're not going to know when. You're not going to go right. where." And it and it totally freaks him out. By the way, uh, which is why he doesn't he doesn't uh, later on it affects him. Yes, yes. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I saw that and I'm like, oh my god, that's something like aside from like attacking me in the shower, that's yeah. something my brother would have done. My brother and I like we're only two years apart. Okay, but my brother used to lay traps, and one of those traps was putting his Lego set at the like at a just barely open door right. and letting it balance right. on top so if anybody got on they it's got good. a head full of legos i'm talking about a it's lego good. set it's right so i'm like this brings me back to my childhood yeah. like i'm gonna kick i'm gonna call my brother right now just to tell him i'm gonna beat him up right, right? <laughs> so it, it did feel very genuine in that sense but also oh that kid <laughs> by, by the way one of the scenes that was deleted uh he he keeps uh saying he wants a shrunken head get me a shrunken head from the carnival oh, really she says i'm not going to take you on i'm not going to take you on saturday she promised yeah, to right. take him on saturday right and uh one of the deleted scenes if you have like a really good eye is they they i, I had it ironically when she makes the phone call to you know to uh -huh. the family at home saying we're going to spend the night in the fun house she actually says and they cut it and they had a loop over a different a different vo voiceover for it she actually says and Tell Joey that uh, I forgave him and I'm getting him a shrunken head. Oh, and, wow. and and there's actually a scene you can see it where 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 what they deleted was she says to Buzz, "I got to get my brother a, a souvenir." Okay. Gets him a trunk, gets a shrunken head. He ties it on her waistband. And in the entire dungeon scene when they're mm -hmm. running through the maze, That's you can see off her skirt? that is on her skirt. Mm -hmm. And what was supposed to happen was, and they never shot it. There's a lot of things they never shot, unfortunately, and we can go into that if you want to. Uh, when the when the creature finally gets her in the in, mm -hmm. in the sub level, and he like smacks her and throws it against a, a wall, that shrunken head falls off onto the floor, rolls across the floor. Mm -hmm. The monster bends down to pick it up, and he's like looking at it, and that's when he she whacks him over the head. Oh. So ironically, that that brother that sibling relationship mm -hmm. actually winds up saving her life. Right. But, okay. Yeah. But, well, so what she actually says in that phone booth is tell, tell him tell that I enjoyed the movie that's because correct. the parents don't know that that's she's correct. at the carnival. Right. It was yeah. supposed to be I got him a shrunken head. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. But then she would have gotten in trouble <laughs> because she was not supposed to be at the carnival. Yes. <laughs> now was the was no. She's getting my shrunken head, and then she's oh you. Pss, wow, we. That's what I do. That's wow. what I do. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Forty years of the first person. Who ever said that. Wow, we. Now was the welcome to the ice cream parlor. <laughs> the, was the Frankenstein monster and um, all of the 
um, universal monster stuff. Was that something that you had in the? Yeah, in the- I, I had because in my room I had a Frank. I had oh, a okay. going to dark Frankenstein po- as a yeah. kid growing. So up. So is this your bedroom? <laughs> yeah, it was. Except I, did, I didn't have the torture stuff, but I yeah. had I had all the scary. I had, I the, had the torture things. stuff. Look, together yeah. we. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that that was, yeah, they, I think they overdid it. And by the way, I didn't want a mouse in a uh, in a rotary. I mm-hmm. I had a, a maze because the maze was actually sure. a parallel of the uh-huh. maze that they're going to be going be through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they didn't see. We had an issue here where Toby Hooper, Andrew Lasla, who was the DP, and he's he's an unbelievable DP. He 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 was he did the, uh, the cinematography for uh, the Warriors. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you remember the okay, and uh, Mort Rabinowitz. Who did Castle Keep and They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Did he was our set designer. Toby, Mort, and Andrew and myself all understood what we were doing. And one of the producers, not Mace Newfall, because he had done he had done a horror movie, didn't like horror movies, didn't know horror movies, and didn't particularly like the project. And the other producer, I don't think, got it. I mean, when I was saying, well, we'll do the psycho thing all the way. Let's put some, uh, pic- you know, f- some uh, pictures on the walls. The and, wallpaper on the wallpaper. You know, and, no, and he's saying, oh, no, we can hang, uh, because my son has got butter- a butterfly collection. We can do, I go, no, 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 they have to be birds, birds. Like, yeah. psycho is birds, stuffed mm-hmm. birds and birds. So they were, they didn't kind of get it. Yeah. So it was, I felt bad for Toby because I was down there for 10 days of pre-production where I worked with, with, with uh, very carefully on a lot of the stuff. Um, I even have the blueprints to the uh, of uh, to oh, the fun house. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, you um, should build it. <laughs> a- a- anyway, or at least a model of it. Anyway, um, this goes back to this thing. People, there are certain people who get it, certain people don't mm-hmm. get it, and mm-hmm. that's why there's a certain amount of unevenness to the movie, and why a lot of scenes were were were, were deleted, or you know, never never shot. So. We watched an interview with Toby Hooper recently, mm-hmm. and he mentioned that there's a whole reel <laughs> of footage that was just missing. It's it, it, it's it's the opening oh, scene, right? Yeah, the opening, he, he talks the, about. They had to reshoot it. The real story is it was reshot at the Universal lot, and it was a closed yeah. set. I wasn't allowed to go on. No one was allowed to go mm-hmm. on, and uh, actually, they had another director shoot it because he had moved on to something else. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think in that interview because he the describes teamsters? the yeah something. No, something. no, that's that's no, no that's that's that, that's he's saying why why they how they lost the footage. Oh, yeah, okay. the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, he blamed it on the uh, the associate producer who had brought was supposed to l- deliver the film and mm-hmm. it was intercepted or something. Something and they lost like that. The footage. Yeah. But it was it, it's the entire opening scene of the movie. Oh wow! Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, you learned something. Um, okay, so after this scene, the girl gets dolled up and ready, and she's putting on a copious amount of makeup because she looks 10 years older with the makeup on. But it also was the 80s, and that's just what women did. The blue, you guys don't know makeup. The blue <laughs> mascara, I mean the blue mascara, the blue eyeshadow just really made you look yeah. a lot older. Yeah. Anyway, she goes downstairs, and we meet her mother and her father. She obviously is much closer to her father, as she calls him daddy, and he calls his, her mother. She calls her mother mother, and there seems to be like some issue there. Yeah, I, I it seems wanna... like she's the mother's just you know babysitting her drink, and she's like lovingly holding it, and I, I feel she's very connected to her liquor. And um, the... yeah, she's an alcoholic. <laughs> yes, yes, very perceptive of you. <laughs> and and then the father is just you know telling her. Well, you're going out on a date. Who's this guy? Why is it so late? Um, also, don't go to the don't carnival to the because 
of some funny business that happened two towns over or whatever. Right, and yeah. um, and she's like, no, no, we're going to go to the movies. And then we see Joey on the stairs and he's like, liar. liar. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right. See, if it was my brother, he would have told me on me right then and there. <laughs> but back in the day. <laughs> but um, so then Buzz comes. Buzz is, I guess, older boy. He picks her up in a muscle car. Yes. And um, she's like, hey, she's kind of heeding her father's advice and saying, hey, let's go uh, to a movie instead. And, and he kind of is a jerk. He's kind yeah. of a jerk. He's well, like. He, there's something that. So he says something. About like, oh, well, forget your father. And she takes it to heart almost. She's like, you don't even know him. How could you say mm-hmm. that? And that's where you can tell there's definitely a, 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 bit, a stronger bond and a relationship between her and her father. But um, I also was trying to figure out, well, what was it that the, what was going on with the mom? Because we don't really get any other, you know, they, they backstory. Deleted, they on deleted that. scenes that were shot. If mm-hmm. you see the TV version of it, some of those scenes are in the TV version okay. because they had to cut the other version. But there's a. Um, Buzz actually comes in and has a chat with the parents. Oh, okay. Oh. And yeah, and it's like that would have been fun. No, well, it's it's <laughs> it's out of the movie. Uh, so they actually have it, and he got the impression that her, his dad doesn't you know th- yeah. doesn't like me very much. Gotcha. And so you, you you see that, and then there's a little scene with with Joey when he goes back upstairs to to bed. Uh-huh. He's reading Hansel and Gretel. And oh. in, in a book under the covers, and his mother comes in and says, "How many times have I told you not, you know, not to be reading at night?" And there's an indication that she actually like beats him up, oh, okay. which is one oh. of the motivations for him running, you know, running out. And by oh, the way, nice. and the Hansel and the Hansel and Gretel is a book. We had an illustrator do it, and it looks like not, it looks like the 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 bag lady. The witch looks oh. exactly like the bag lady. Yeah, I have notes on her too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense because um, when you have uh, relationships with friends that I have who have grown up in households with alcoholic parents, yeah, uh, it, there is some kind. There is whether it's intended or not. There's always going to be some kind of thing there because children are a lot smarter than we give them credit for, and they really can feel tension and they can really feel sure. when something's off. And as well, if she's going upstairs and beating up Joey, that makes sense. Why later on? Um, in the movie, Joey climbs out the window, down the side of the house, and just says, I'm just going to walk to the carnival. Yeah. In the meantime, Buzz and Amy are driving to go pick up her two friends um, because they're going to double date to the Correct. carnival. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. unable to get him to go to the movies instead. Yeah. And um, they're in the car and they are... You know, they're, they're smoking weed. She's not partaking. She's kind of upset at Buzz. And when they get to the carnival, her friends get out and they sit in the car. And Amy and Buzz, it, well, Buzz is asking Amy, like, why are you upset? And, and instead of really apologizing exactly, he's kind of being ah, difficult. And he's like, well, you don't want to ruin your friend's fun instead of, you know, being accountable. I'm a mom, excuse me. Instead of taking accountability for his actions. He actually actually (laughs) says to her, if it's what I said about your father, I'm sorry. He does? Yes, Okay, good. Because I was like, why is he gaslighting her? But anyway, that's a different story. Uh, He told, everybody's like kind of trying to get her to loosen up up a little bit. But that talk kind of irked me a little bit. But nevertheless, she starts smiling and they go inside and fun ensues. Yes. So the carnival, I haven't actually been to a carnival before. I grew up in LA <laughs> we don't have them like that <laughs> well, isn't it similar to like say a fair county fair kind of thing but maybe it's, a, it's, a little it's bit similar more, they uh, have an LA county fair but it's, it's, it's not, not exactly in LA 
Gotcha. It's in Pomona. Okay. Nobody drives to Pomona. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's too hot. Um, but it seems really cool, like, like super dingy. It looks like it smells. It's, yeah. It looks like it's sticky. It's um, You said something earlier that it was. It, 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 there's a lot of texture there. Uh, you can feel yourself in there. You can feel yourself kind of sweating a little bit and, and then cutting like the humidity. And I always imagine, I don't know, I, I didn't remember or pay attention to where it is. In Florida, that's where they have like all the carnies go and carnivals well, go, right? I, I don't know. We've heard that. In the, they, they, uh, they, uh, when they go on hiatus, that's where they go. Yeah. 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 So we, we actually got a real carnival that came in. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something else because there were budgetary issues. They actually ran the carnival took the admission and used the money from the admission to help pay for part of the film. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks is. pretty cool. They have like all the, no, it's real. All the it's, same, yeah. the same ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, the only thing that's made up is, is the, is the fun house. Is the fun house. Yeah. So are there those kind of fun houses in the fairs? Yeah, they, they, uh, not quite as elaborate, but then again, one of the things that was built into the movie is that, uh, you're, you're going from, you're going from, we're having a great time at a carnival, at, at a county fair. Everything is great. And then, you know, uh, and everything is fake. Everything, we're, we're all safe. It's a real total false sense of security. They switched the order of one of the scenes. I was very upset about it, but I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, mm -hmm. you, know, to, you know, get them to reverse their decision. Because it was supposed to be from fun and games, the rides, giving the audience the experience mm -hmm. of really feeling what this is like. And... Then you're seeing the magician, uh -huh. and the magician, it looks like it's real. Everybody gets really scared and freaked uh -huh. out when the blood comes out of the uh -huh. girl's mouth. But then they go, oh, no, no, it's a trick. It's a trick. It's my daughter. Yeah. yeah. The, the, Carmela. And then the, the, and then the next scene, it, you know, uh, you're supposed to go to uh, uh, Madame Zena, mm -hmm. who's warning them that something is going to happen to them. Right. And then you're supposed to go to the freak show mm -hmm. where, so you're taking it, I mean, it was really- It's following the journey. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but it's going from fun and games to, oh, wait a minute, maybe maybe there's something mm -hmm. really real, because when Madame Zena says it, before she ad-libs that line, it's a great ad-lib, by the way, Sylvia Miles, ad-lib, I'll break every fucking bone in your body. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's actually, I, I wanted to want to talk in, I want to talk about that one. But let me just, so then you were supposed to go to the freak show, Mm -hmm. And right. then you realize, oh, wait a minute. Something's up. There, there, yeah. are, there are real things in this world, mm -hmm. and this might not be su such a safe you know, uh, place for you to be in. So it was in a different order in the movie, is what you're saying, right? They go into the movie. Yeah, so in the movie right now, so they go into the movie, and then it's kind of like a montage of them going on rides and just having fun. And, and you know, that's when Buzz like does the strongman mallet oh, right. thing yeah, yeah. and he wins her across. They don't have the shot of it hitting the bell. Yeah. Because he didn't do it, did he? I knew he was a <laughs> no, sissy. No, they just didn't, they, no, they, 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 they didn't do the shot. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't do it. They, they ran out of time and they didn't do the shot. Oh. So they just do it with the sound. Yeah, yeah People yeah. don't notice it, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't notice it. It's like, it, it's like one of my favorite things of Texas Chainsaw. It's implied violence, right? So it's yeah. an implied win. Yeah. You still got the. <laughs> Um, okay, so after they do all of that, um, the girls kind of reconvene in the bathroom. That, that's what we really do in the restroom. We kind of just go <laughs> yes. in and then we, we, we talk about what's yes. going on, right? So they go into the restroom and her friend, what is her friend's name? Liz. Liz. Liz, yeah. Liz is, um, is telling uh, Amy, oh, you know, if you play your cards right, you don't right, have to die might, a virgin, right? You might, you might <laughs> and and kind of just 
kind of just giving her a hard time because she's kind of she well, I mean, it's your first date with this guy, right? What is she expecting her to do? Um, but anyway, so, um, and then Amy's like, oh, well, who says that I'm holding out? And it's just it's girls being girls. And um, next thing you know, there's like this, like... She had the old lady. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know what she reminded me of? She reminded me of, you know, in Home Alone 2, there's a bird lady? I don't remember. But like oh, a very thin bird lady because she was like, Gross. Yeah. Now, does she was she part of like was she working at the carnival or was she? I, I, she just looks a like she was just a She's a bad, she's a bad yeah. lady who lives yeah. in the carnival. By the way, yeah. she was, was a famous actress. By the way, famous uh, oh, theater yeah. actress. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Well, she did great because she's yeah. like God is watching yeah. and freaks them out. Yeah. Or God is watching you and, yeah. and freaks them out. And then she goes into one of the stalls and the girls continue their conversation and she continues with God is watching yeah. or God is yeah. hearing yeah. everything. I, you I say. like the line that Liz says where she goes, "I don't, I don't like people, especially hate, when they're." What, what, I hate people, I, especially I like when you. they preach in preaching bathrooms. in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I that was like funny. how often does that happen to you, Liz? <laughs> By the way, the idea of you taking a towel that you use to wipe your face and then it, it falls on the floor and the woman picks it up. Uh-huh. She's got like your DNA. She's got your sweat mm-hmm. on it. Oh, it, no, gross. no, That's no. True. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it, well, it was it, it, it was put in that. I mean, it was like, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, every detail is thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, um, I can only imagine how much of my DNA is everywhere because I have all this hair and it sheds <laughs> all the time. But I purposely try not to leave things behind. I'm all about um, CSI and SVU. So I'm like, give me back my glass. <laughs> no, I do not want water. Did, did you notice, by the way, that she shows up when they're lying, when they're in the phone booths and she's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. too. Okay. So yeah. Um, after that, they go into the... Um, so they, they see the magician, they do all that stuff. But um, they go into the freak... No, no, they don't go to the magician yet. They go to the freak animals and the sign says freak animals and there's... A barker in there and it plays played by kevin conway kevin yeah. conway and he's actually really good i really loved him as three a roles in the, you know, yeah, yeah. He plays i didn't catch that the first time barkers. we watched it but the second yesterday Jeez. when we watched it I, yeah 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 and, great he he was like able to there, there are three different ones there's um there's the one that's kind of a little bit more cleaned up who's in the girls 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 one mm-hmm. and then there's the freak show one who's a little bit more kind of like grimy but then there's like the biker guy who's um, right. who's doing the the uh, the fun the fun house or it's yeah. the other way around. Uh, it's the other way around. Yeah. Um, but he just like you couldn't tell that it was him, right? Right. All three because he did such a good job. That was his of, idea, yeah. and he actually said, "I'm not doing it all. Unless you let me do three roles, then yeah. I'll, do, I'll I'll play the part." Yeah, it's that, yeah. It's well, great it was idea. a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so they go into, and this is important, I think. It, he, they go into the the freak animal show, yeah. and yeah. Uh, they see uh, the following animals. They see a cow with a cleft palate. Mm-hmm. They see uh, a two-headed cow. Another one with two heads, and yeah. And it's, it's like, you really want to just have them not stare at them, no. but I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't have a stomach it's for re- it. It's yeah. real, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, said yeah, that yeah, these yeah. animals were real, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then they, they have like the... The special like freak show like um, the feature see. item the yeah. feature item and it's this it's like fetus in a jar a fetus, or something but right the yeah. fetus also has like this split up the face yeah. right and it has kind of like a like a weird egg shape but like very like just mm-hmm. bulbous really and i'm like mm, that's kind of weird but the fetus thing is always like 
I mean, I grew up watching scary movies, of course. I've seen fetuses in jars right. before. But that one was particularly interesting because it would have already have been born because it all had the umbilical cord. And it looked like it had already been attached to something that would have come out. So I don't know if, because I, I, I'm not in the movie, obviously, right? So I don't know. But it looks like it was born and died or, or very, very obviously late stage. But it looked like it. Could have been almost right. full. Yeah, yeah. So it, it wasn't just like, you know, embryo. It was mm-hmm. like, holy crap, that's a baby. <laughs> yeah, right. So all of that to me was, I, I realized the connection later on where, um, what what do we, um, what, what is it, the monster? I don't know what they would brother. Call. Right, it's his brother, right. It's but like, tear. that's where you're kind of. Little tail So display. we're like kind of, and then the other that's guy like, was his father, right? The, yes. the, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So we don't know who the mother is, right. but is it the cow? <laughs> there's this it's whole a, it's alluded connection. To, it's, a, it's alluded to. There's a joke that's where where you hear the they hear the carnies speaking, and they were real. Some of them were real carnies, mm. where he says, and the joke is, and um, like in the back you, of the van, you, well, you hear that, and uh-huh. you, baby, baby, you're the greatest, and he says, uh, and I saw those two big dark eyes glowing at me in the dark and I heard moo <laughs> so it's 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 right out there. okay okay so we just need to watch it again but it's, it's like the, that's what I thought like the the, the baby is the it's cow. a it's a hi, it's a hybrid it's a hybrid it's a human uh it's a yeah. the cow man with no hooves um okay so then they keep walking by and they're, they're looking at uh, the, the barkers calling them to uh, the girls 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 and it's uh they wiggle for $3 and the girls are like, you know, giving them just slight show clothes on, but yeah. they just are kind of shimmying. And I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of funny. Uh, that was funny. Uh, but they decide to go into the magician and this is the magician scene that you saw. And they're, they're in the audience and um, the magician is like smoking. A, no, no, uh, he's drinking out of a flask and he's trying to, um, he, he, you know, he's trying to get a, a volunteer from the audience and they're like, Oh, there's this magical girl that was scared and doesn't want to go up. And, gets into uh, like a coffin yeah and the yeah. coffin has like a square yeah, like right um, where the, the heart, heart is mm-hmm. yes. and so he's uh putting the girl in there and he is going to drive a stake through her heart as he's telling a story about vlad the impaler right. and right. how he's dracula right uh-huh. <laughs> this is how legends are born yeah. 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 yes <laughs> and so he puts it in there and as soon as he jams her with the stake blood starts coming out of her mouth right. and everybody freaks the hell out right. And then she like pops out and then yep. you off it because that's his sister, um, Carmela. I mean, sorry, his daughter, daughter yeah. Carmela. Yeah. And um, and you know, it's kind of like I haven't ever been to a magic show either. I really need to get out of LA <laughs> sometimes because that just sound that just looked like so fucking awesome. Yes. Like it, it looked like yes. I, I want to go there and I want to yeah. have some fun. By the way, that was Bill Finley. And I'll tell you something very Bill Finley is the Phantom of the Opera, if you know the oh, movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the star of Phantom of the Opera, yeah. Toby calls up Bill Finley and says, I want you to be in my movie, The Funhouse. And Bill Finley says, he's in New York and I think we're in Miami already. Finley says, oh, Toby, I don't know. Is it going to be like your other movies? Meaning <laughs> Alligator, which he, I, I guess oh, he, did, no, no. he didn't want to be an alligator. And Toby says to him, no, 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 this is really much better. It's Universal Studios. It's got to... He goes, yeah, well, you know, like, read me some of my lines. And I'm sitting there next to Toby and Toby takes out the script and he rereads him the Marco Magnificent, some of the lines. Uh-huh. And Bill Finley says, okay, I'll do it. 
Oh, nice. And, and we got them. It really wow. felt good to, to <laughs> Like everything just, sometimes things just fall in place. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so after they do, after they go to that one, they... Um, I mean, so far they're just enjoying They're the just time enjoying the, it. Yeah, and they're smoking and, weed. And this yeah. time Amy's actually partaking. Yeah. Um, and then she gets to decide, no, then they go into Madame... Vina. Ma- yeah. Yeah. And they go in and she's the fortune teller. Yeah. And um, she's telling her her fortune she's reading amy's palm and she's telling her fortune and she says and this is going to lead to questions later so um you were born with with knowledge of the occult uh she tells her uh do you have premonitions and the other kids are just being jerks and Mm -hmm. and they're laughing they just (laughs) smoke dope yeah no i know but it's like this is her job bro like (laughs) no (laughs) And then she says she has a long life. She has a three bracelets and a tall dark stranger will enter and change your life as they usually do. But the kids continue being jerks and they're laughing. And this is when, um, when the fortune teller gets up and she gets pissed off. And I think rightfully so, and says, um, tells them to leave and then they need to leave. And she goes, I think she kind of even breaks character a little bit in the movie. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Because, it, because it's real. She's actually mm-hmm. having a premonition mm-hmm. that these kids are going to die. Well, she tells them, don't come back or what? I'll break every bone in your fucking body. Yeah. And I'm like, it's great. I'm going to marry this woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. That, that was, that, that, and that, that was, was just like improvised. That was Sylvia Miles, who, you know, who, you know, was in Midnight Cowboy and a whole bunch of other things. Great actress. And uh, she improvised that line. Yes. That's great. That's cool. That's great. It, it was a great scene. I... You know, culturally speaking, we do believe in in uh, fortune tellers and and card readings and stuff. Yeah. So I I can be sensitive to people being disrespectful about it, but this was just awesome. Like if everybody just reacted the way she did, like you can get out of here, awesome. When Richie takes his wallet and bites on it to stop him from laughing, yeah, I I, I crack up every time I see that scene. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's just hysterical. They're, they're laughing. I it's infectious for me. Yeah. yeah. So afterwards, they go and they see the girls, right? Is it this time? You mean the um, the little like burlesque show? Yeah, the burlesque show. Yeah, where they go outside and they cut a little hole in the back. And then, yeah, they yeah. they cut a hole in the back and they're looking at these, um, you know, older women stripping, and they, you see the reaction of the guys because they're behind they're behind the women dancing and they can see the audience, and these guys are just. Is that how guys are in strip clubs? Because they're like just so into it. Like they've never seen a boob in their life. And it's just like, you can feel their energy. And it's just, it was a delightful scene because you feel their energy and you're like, oh man. Like, and then they're fighting for, for being able to see the, the, through the little hole in there. And then Liz is unable to because Archie's like, Archie? Richie. <laughs> Sometimes I do that. <laughs> Richie's like, Oh, no, wait your turn. And wait she's like, right, I'm going to yeah. go find my own hole. She goes, right. I can't believe I just said that. That's my line. That's in the <laughs> yeah. script. Yeah, that's in the script. <laughs> and she turns the corner and some guy's looking in his own hole. She drops her cotton candy in. Yeah, where yeah. he's and, taking a piss out there yeah. on the side. Oh, yeah. I thought he was looking through his own hole, but I guess uh, I was wrong. Yeah. But um, it's just it's just funny. It's just a funny scene. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was good, too. I I, I thought that was pretty funny, too. I like the line, exactly what, what she said. I can't believe I just said that. It's like, <laughs> I'll go find my own pervert hole. <laughs> <laughs> so then afterwards, they still haven't gotten into the fun house, 
But Richie has a brilliant idea. Let's, let's spend the night. Over. <laughs> yeah, let's spend the night. And as a teenager, you do some questionable shit. Like, you definitely... Like, I've spent the night in cars just because I didn't want to not hang out with my friend that night. You know, like, kids are stupid sometimes. Right? Yes. Yeah. So the, the girls, they all decide that it's a brilliant idea. Um, at this at this point, has Joey already seen them? Joey got to well, the... He's, yeah, no, he, he never he's, meets up with them. He no, no, but them. he spots them at some point. Well, not so, yet, though, but he probably is on his way to the... Right. Oh, this whole time he's walking over there and he yeah. gets stopped by some guy in a truck yeah. who's like, hey, little boy, do you need a ride? And then pulls out a gun on him. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? That, that's, a, that, that's something I thought Toby would love and Toby loved it. Yes. So. Well, I mean, why are you doing that? Like, why are you walking all the way to the carnival? Don't you have parents kind of thing? Oh, wow. But then now that I know he got beat, I feel yeah. bad for thinking that. Jerk, Joey. <laughs> Um, the fun house has the cars that, you know, it reminds me of, of, um, house of a thousand corpses. Well, kind of sort of, yeah. Like there's, it's sort of like a roller coaster car, but it doesn't go fast. It's just kind of. Right. So it's like on these, it's on a track right? Yeah. and it's, it's two and you go in and it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, just like a little ride, kind of like, um, kind of like a snow white ride. Sure. Yeah. And so. you see this in the background, you know, this monster, but with a Frankenstein Right, mask so the person helping people D- It's get very, on there. like, you don't really, it's not in the foreground at that time, and you just think that he's kind of like a background character in, mm-hmm. in the movie at this point in time. Yeah, but he is definitely, uh, so I, I think uh, he was a, a mime was the person wearing the mask, right? Well, the, the actor who played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, because his movements are so perfect for the scenes, because they're very deliberate. Like you, you understand what his character is and why, as he's standing there. And Wayne, Wayne, Do- Wayne Doba played it. He was a professional mime, and the guy was a genius. It was amazing that he. Yeah, he home. like he moved yeah. so purposefully. Yeah, and it was it was really good. Um, but he's the he's the carny that's loading people into the cars going right. into the fun house, and that's all we've yeah. really seen him. It's other than like he pushing also the carts in, right? Just yeah, to, he's also the only time other time we see him is like in the background, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, but also coming out of the girls' tent. Frankenstein's monster needs love too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they get in, and that's when I notice Joey noticing them going into the fun house so he knows they're there um and maybe he thinks he can get a ride home with them maybe he thinks he can you know just hang out with them now that he's made the trek safely which is a miracle in itself um all the way back to the carnival as the carnival uh, as they're going through the fun house uh joey's outside waiting and he sees two back-to-back um what are they called carts the gondolas the gondolas okay two of the gondolas Empty. Empty, yeah. Right. And the Frankenstein's so, monster doesn't know. He's like, oh, I guess there's some empty ones there. But Joey's like, what is going yeah, on? He, he knows and, something's up at this point And he waits there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he waits there. And then it starts closing down. Mm-hmm. And um, as it's closing down, he's got to go. So he makes his way out. Um, and we think he's gone. But he's not. Right. He tries to come back in. He gets spooked by... Um, the old, the, the lady, the, the bag the lady, bag lady gets, right. and he runs back out, tries to get out, and then he jumps the fence in, like, record time. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, like, what is this kid? You know, what is it? Uh, American Gladiator yeah. style just hops over it. And then um, he sees that Buzz's car is still in the parking lot, which I'm like, if I was going to try to be sneaky, and um, I would have moved my car. 
You know, like if I was going to spend the night somewhere I'm not supposed to, I would have parked around the corner. But whatever. It's at this time it was the eighties and yeah, nobody I, pays attention. No, no, yeah. So was it set in the eighties or it's set in the seventies, or is that just not uh We set it in the, it's a it's a universal time because the the carnies are all this it's all, they're all that way. Yeah, there's nothing that really dates it, I would say, in that sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so far, it, again, it's all just been kind of like a regular outing at, at a carnival or, you know, But a you're fair supposed to get that feeling. Again, they reversed. They, they, Re- she, she actually says at one point when she when she sees the fetus, she says, uh-huh. it, it, it's a trick. It's rubber, just like the magician. And they haven't seen the oh, magician right, yet. Right, yeah. Oh, so yeah. It, they reversed oh. the order. I, I can understand because then you would feel like this constant fear of dread as you go, as the yes. progresses. Yeah. And anyway. This way, it, there were some parts where I was like, oh, okay. But knowing that, um, like, after you see it once, you're like, wait, I thought this is when this happened. So I, I think I think that's yeah. right. So their whole idea at this point in time is to hide in the fun house just to wait for it to close so they can sleep over. And obviously they're trying to, like, you know, get it on and, and they're trying to make yeah, babies. make out and have fun, <laughs> and uh, that—that's pretty much, I guess, what their intention was. Was just to in, have a, in the script. Mm-hmm. There was a um, a series of fun and games that went on mm-hmm. before, and which, which which they didn't use. The first thing is Buzz says, "I have to go get something," and Richie says, "No, you know what? He's going to scare us. He's going to come back and scare us." <laughs> and then you see a mask, a, a masked figure, come over to them. And they, they know it's him, they know it's him, and, you know, they, and and it actually is him. And so it's played really like, you know, you son of a bitch, you tried to scare us and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it was like all fun and games the way you would have imagined. Until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Yeah. 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 So they're inside and they're making out and then they're, they hear noises. Yeah. And they realize that they are upstairs from somebody's office, room, apartment, whatever, their right. living space. And it is Frankenstein's monster. And there's, um, what is her name? Madam Zena. Madam Zena. Yeah. And he is trying to get her to get him off for some money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand the crap out of that. Um, and at first he's like, here's this much money. And she's yeah, like, no. She's like, no, like no, here's no, this no. much money. No. <laughs> Finally, he gives her $100. There. She's like. That's enough. Yeah. And she goes and and poor guy, you kind of feel bad for him because <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, I really want to do this. And all she has to do is really kind of just pull on him a few times. And next thing you know, he's done. And yeah. I understand that I would get upset. I That's a hundred dollars. That's a new pair of shoes, you know. Um, but he kind of goes overboard. Uh, he gets really upset and, and then like, like starts attacking her and inadvertently maybe kills her because I don't think he understands the you know yeah, this means it, death right so he kills her meanwhile they're watching, they're watching from above, from above yeah. and they are freaked the hell out mm-hmm. and to the point where the um when the camera goes up to them you kind of feel like when 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 it kind of dies down like oh crap you know like I got to breathe. Like, oh my God, I'm stuck in this. Like, what do we do? So um, they freak out and they are trying, they're like, we got to get out of here. And they just start walking. And I don't know if maybe it just wasn't shown now that we know we see that there's a lot of deleted scenes, but I thought, well, why are they, why does it feel like they're lost? Why aren't they just following the tracks? And might I add, if Amy's such a prude, why is she the one with her shirt off when Liz still has all her clothes on? (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
Also, boots. well, she was loosening up. You know, she was. It was that little bit of weed that she smoked. That's know? all she needed. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah. Um, okay, so then. So now I think that it, this is when the the father of the monsters is coming back and and um, is talking to him. That's when he ends up realizing there's something wrong and he sees well, the dead so, body. Right. So sorry. Before that, mm-hmm. um, as they're making their way out, they they see a door and they head towards it. And it's the door to the apartment downstairs. Okay. And that's when uh, Richie goes in there and he's like, oh, I need to check if she's really mm-hmm. dead. Yeah, yeah. And he really, what he really does is he goes, robs them. Like, how are you going to rob a carnival well, he saw with a dead body box, right there? <laughs> with obviously a monster coming to get you at some point. Well, he's, he didn't know that. Now, boys. Yeah. <laughs> interestingly enough, I got it I got because I was there for 10 days of pre-production and then I was off the set. I got a call from Toby while they were filming saying, Miles Chapin wants to speak to you. And he says, okay, fine. He says, Larry, I, I, you know, I love this and all, but I need to have motivation. I'm an actor. Why did I take the money? Mm-hmm. He asked the yeah. question. The actor asked yeah. the question. Well, and I said, because you got this competition thing going on with Buzz. And, you know, but, you know Buzz, like, you know, smears some blood on his face. Mm-hmm. When, you know, he's watching you call an asshole, asshole. And he says, and you want to show off, you want to be, you, know, you want to be the wise guy. When this is over, you want to show that you got pull X up amount of, of and, and then you say, it's, you know, I'm splitting it with all you guys. Mm-hmm. That, so he goes, okay, fine, I get it, and then I can do it. And okay. he did it. And he did it really well, by the way. Yeah, he did. So we don't know he took the money yet. No, we don't see yet. that. Yeah. But what we see is uh, there's another door just past the door to the apartment, and they think that they can get out. So um, he goes, he checks, and he goes, yeah, no, she's dead, because his... You know, he's like, I'm just going to check on her. And, um, but they can't get out that door. They cannot do it. And um, so the next thing you know, they go back to where they were already hiding. By the way, did you see the look on his face when he thought he was getting out and everything was cool? And then it's stuck and he goes, can't you open it? The look on, on Richie's face that he's just done this horrible, stupid thing and he got caught. Yeah. And they're stuck. I, well, I, so why wouldn't he just take it back? You know, like, why would he be like, oh, well, we're going to be here. Let me maybe not mess with it anymore. Um, it's yeah, a it's, dude thing. <laughs> well, it's also was not a, I mean, there, there was a hundred dollar bill. So, that, I mean, probably oh, there's a whole he, lot more he, than he that, took right? The whole, he took yeah, right. Later on, yeah. you see like it's right, yeah. a it's, it's, empty. it's empty. Yeah, empty. exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It's a, so not just a couple bucks he took, you know, he was like, hey, it's a lot of money here. You like know? that's so. our whole revenue for an <laughs> entire what day did, they did, you, yeah. did you notice when he bites the dust that the money trickles down yeah. like rain? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they go back there and then they're kind of just huddled there, um, waiting to you know for the day for whatever it's a miracle to open the door, you know, somebody to come looking for them, whatever it is. And um, but they're still scared because somebody just died, and that's when um, you hear that uh, the Barker has come back. And he is um, the father of Frankenstein's monster. Right, yeah. What is his name? In Gunther. 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 Yeah. Gunther? Yeah. Okay, Gunther. Is the um, name of the monster or the... The monster father? is Gunther. Yeah, Gunther. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Gunther, he's, he's um, Gunther's father. And um, he's, you know, telling him, oh, why did you kill one of your own? This is family. When it's... The stupid people from town, I don't mm. care, whatever, but yeah. this, you don't, you don't mess don't with your mess own with people, them, right? right? Yeah. And I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that real yeah. hard. And so, um, he's like, okay, we'll take care of it. We'll blame it on the locals. Um, he kind of, um, touches a little bit on the fact that he did it before in the next town over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is the messed up carnival or fun house. Ha- yeah. Carnival, right? Fair. Yeah. And, um, and then he's like, 
uh, then uh, Gunther hands him a hundred dollars that he took back, and he's like, "You paid her a hundred dollars? I could have <laughs> given you um, one of the tent girls for I don't know, like fifteen dollars or something yeah, like yeah, that." And I'm yeah. like, "I don't think I would have done it for fifteen. I would have done it for a hundred dollars." He's like, drool comes out of his mask and. And he just, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. He looks slimy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he bathes very frequently. Um, and so he says, um, he says, uh, you can hear him talk for the first time. And he said something like, like father. And the dad gets really mad. And that's what we, we find out that's his dad. But he, he gets so mad. He's like, I told you never to call me that. And I'm like, oh All my right, God, yeah. now I feel even worse for this man. Yeah, he just killed a whole bunch of people, but he can't have sex. He doesn't have family that treats him right. Like yeah. you feel for him and you're like, that's why serial killers come from these households. Right? <laughs> Jesus. And but, then, um, so right now we're getting close to the point where I think he t- takes the mask off finally, well, so right? So he goes to put the hundred, the dad goes to put the hundred dollars right, right. back the, inside He knows the money's gone. And the money's gone. Yeah. And Gunther's freaking out. He's like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And the way that he disciplines his son is he makes him hit himself because you hear him saying, hit yourself harder, hit yeah. yourself harder. And, and, and he's attacking his head mm-hmm. and, and he's hitting himself and he's like flailing and throwing him ar- himself around. And at one point, he, it's kind of like the fly. Like he like pulls his mask out and it's all gooey and nasty and gross. And, and there's drool. Oh my God, the drool just got me. Like the drool's the worst part. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of glycerin used in the movie. Glycerin, yeah. Yeah, it's so gross. <laughs> it's so disgusting. And, and he lets out this scream and you're like, oh my God, this is so disgusting. But also, I knew it was the cow. <laughs> Well, it's the cowman. He's <laughs> the cowman. It's so gross. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And in the in the gloves, he's also like wearing gloves or whatever. But um, so anyway, all during during all of this, everybody, all the the, the kids are looking they're down watching, yeah, and they're watching. Them. And then Richie has this lighter in his pocket, mm-hmm. and it slips out because you know they're looking through the slats on the floor, and it falls exactly down to the ground. Right. Yep. And they're busted. And. They're like, you know, they're trying to get them, coax them to come down. It's like, I have your lighter. And he keeps lighting right, it. And yeah. I'm like, I don't care who gave you that lighter. And if it was made of solid gold, you do not say a word. <laughs> like, I'm not going to come down there for a lighter. I just saw all of this shit happen, man. Right. Like, Right. And no. they, they know they've they got to try to get out of there. But they also are kind of like in a place where they don't want to move and make a lot of noise or anything like that. And, yeah. So um, this is when... Um, when, when they leave the room, when um, Gunther and the Barker leave the room, this is where uh, you see them and you see them finally go, ah, because it looks like they have been holding it in for such a long time. Like, I, I couldn't imagine breathing that entire time. Like, just I, trying I, to be still. Like, just, <laughs> like, just don't do a thing. Yeah. Heart, stop beating like you're too loud. Like, I, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. And so they're going to, I mean, Gunther's and the father, they're basically like, they're going to go, get him. yeah, search yeah, for And him he and says something him. like, like, take your gloves off. We're going to get to work. Yeah, we got work to do. Oh my gosh. And he has these gnarly, like, gross hands. Oh, so gross. <laughs> this guy's nasty. This is, by the way, <laughs> what was very different about this is it actually turned into a monster movie. Yes. And there were very few real monster movies that were being done at that time. What other monster movies were? From the 80s. I'm not really good with uh, yeah. dates and stuff. 
Um, I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head as far as, you know. Yeah, I don't think there were any. Um, I mean, they, there was, what was it, Monster Squad, that funny one with all those kids? Yeah, but that was, I don't know, that was kind of more like, I don't know, to me, again, it was sort of like a comedy almost, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay, so um, this whole time, uh, Joey has been waiting outside. Poor Joey. Yeah. He's been waiting outside, and he's trying to get in to see his sister or trying to wait for her because, like, you know, he might be scared of whatever, but he really gives a shit about his sister, and that's nice. And you see that in siblings that come from families that have their set of issues. You know, um, my brother and I are pretty damn close, and um, I can't imagine... Like, well, my sister and I are not, but we didn't have to go through the same trials and tribulations. So sure. those kind of things usually bring kids together. Um, and at this point, he's like, well, I know. I'm going to get in by... Um, going underneath the stage and he goes underneath the stage and as he's going in here comes Gunther like like just jump scare and you're like how did he even get there but it does tell you that there is a way out of the funhouse if you go that certain way and also at one point he shakes doors um right after the people inside are kind of like running from some sound and you realize oh he's just on the other side of this wall so frustrating get them out of there <laughs> you could have survived spoiler alert some people die here <laughs> um okay so back inside all of the animatronics are coming to life there's one that's supposed to be winston churchill and i, I think he looks like a fat tom hanks <laughs> and I, I really love it it's adorable <laughs> so there's all these like old school animatronics and they look they look like old school like just like very like very harsh and, 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 and jerky movements. Yeah. And, and this just, they're super cool. Um, so everything's coming to life. And, um, and this is the, while they're walking like the maze of the fun house and everything is, um, it's just like, there's a moment of just chaos and this noose happens to come and falls right onto Richie and like, it pulls him up. Yeah. And I, I, that, I was wondering like, well, where did that come from? Cause we don't really was ever that, see like who. Yeah, this, the now, this is when Richie, Richie tells his story, the famous story about him uh, trying to scare his brother mm -hmm. um, by hiding in the closet. And he finishes telling his story and then the news comes down from the top. Yeah, well, they, they have total control of the funhouse. They know what they're doing. They're on top and they live so in this is place. Is there like a catwalk and, yeah. and, and maybe the dad dropped the noose perfectly on his head and yanked him up? That's some carny strength right there. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, he, he probably got the kid to do it. Gunther did it. Yeah. So, oh. but, yeah. He's got strength of a cow, that one. Yeah. And so this, apart from the Madame Zena incident, is basically the first death in the movie, I guess, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then so R Richie... Um, wait, so... Didn't... Am I wrong? But well, I thought Richie was the one that got the axe in the head. He does. Yeah, he, does he does, right? Yeah. Okay. He does. Because, because in the next in the next scene, he uh, he comes back, uh, and they don't know what it is. I think it's the monster that's coming. Yeah, oh, there's right. a gondola coming yeah. down yeah. the track, and yeah. and and for some reason, there's a real axe. Well, there's, in, all, in the all, all the props are real. And, all, yeah. all, all the props are real. Really, like they yeah. have skeletons in there too. The skeletons. Yeah. Skeletons. No, well, actually, you're talking about skeletons. I'm jumping ahead though. Um, there was a scene where she's actually being chased at the very end 
and uh, she runs headlong into one of the one of the mannequins, mm-hmm. and it cracks open, and there's a body underneath it. Because, oh. oh, yeah, it was, they didn't do it. They 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 left it out. They didn't shoot it. Huh. It was supposed to wow. take the script to a whole other level. Gross. There was supposed to be a, a real a real chase scene. Uh, that went on for like 10 minutes and it gives you a heart attack watching the chase scene after Buzz is killed oh, and wow. by, her, by herself. And they never shot the chase scene. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, well, in this case, um, they uh, the, the gondola is coming and the girl is telling him, get him, to Buzz, get it, yeah. get it. <laughs> and he like, you hear yeah. a sickening like, Crush. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, and, and it's a Richie with an ax in his head. And then he continues off I'm very proud of that. Down the <laughs> no, because that's one of these. What's what is the worst thing that could happen? You just you just you know you just buried an axe in your friends. Yeah, yeah well, I yeah. mean, there are very there are very very few things that could be worse than that. Right. Yeah. And, and so, um, but Liz, like that's she's a teenager. That's the love of her life. It that's is. her end all be all, right? And so she's like going insane, and she's like running after yeah. this uh, gondola with. With, with Richie, like, <laughs> sticking out of his head. And um, next thing you know, she falls because there's, like, a false bottom yeah, of the floor. Yeah, a trapdoor or whatever. And, and, she, mm-hmm. and she just falls. Yeah. And then you're like, well, there's another one. They're dropping like flies now, right? And it's just, uh, it, it, I don't know. Well, not quite. It's, it's a setup for what's right, going right. to happen And so then what we find out later is that Liz actually falls into, like, what is, like, an air duct. Yeah, it's like and, a ventilation shaft. Yeah, and there's like this yeah. huge fan, and you're like, well, she can't get out there. She'll get chopped in half. I've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> She's going to get chopped into pieces. And no, what comes is Gunther mm-hmm. around the corner, and he's kind of like just like slowly approaching. And you see that she has, a, what is it, like a dagger behind her because mm-hmm. um, Buzz her had... Um, Buzz had um, given them the weapon while he was yeah. going to take the axe to the guy, right? Um, and so uh, she has it like right behind her and it's like just touching her fingertips and uh, Gunther's approaching and she's telling him, I can make you feel good. Yeah. And, and I'm like, don't do it. It's not worth well, it. <laughs> but it, but it also does it. show that, you know, he, is, he, he kind of falls for it because so he, he just close. wants some loving. You yeah, know? so like, he gets he just, nice and close. Yep. It's a tender moment for her to stab the dagger yeah, in his back, yeah. which I mean, oh my god! Like then you take like six showers afterwards, right? <laughs> um, but but you know he that's when he he freaks out and that's when that this brilliant movements right? He's just like flittering, like almost like yeah. a like a like a moth and at at on flame, like just kind of just you just see like his hair is like wild and and like white and it looks like for to me anyway it looks like just wings just flapping. Yeah, first, and, and he's like. Yeah, and the first viewing of it, I was, you know, not knowing where it was going to go at the end. I was like, oh, no, they, they killed him or whatever. And I was like, well, <laughs> you know, I was kind of like getting to like like Gunther in a way, you know, even though he was like one of the bad guys. He's yeah. supposed to be yeah. a sympathetic And guy. I was like, oh, no, he's dead. And, you know, but he didn't die, which is good, at least. For he just wanted some strange. That's all he wanted, some loving. And so, um, but then he attacks Liz and you know he's like attacking her with those nasty gnarly claws mm-hmm. like oh my god wash your hands it's so gross he's like really gross <laughs> he did a great job because I'm like repulsed I, I want to hug him but like through a hazmat suit yes. you know? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I don't know if that was the intention, but you, you, you really want to feel for him, supposed to be but you also don't yeah. want him to be close. Right. And so right? did he, did, does, uh, so is this where Liz dies now or? Is yeah. So that's yeah, Liz. That's, yeah. She died. Yeah. And then. So now we're down to the final two right now, right? It's um, Amy and, and Buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So at this time, um, Joey is still out there. And he had gotten, uh, and, and um, he was captured by a carny. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea what's happening to him. You fear the worst, right? Well, it, it, was a, it was a triple scare. The monster tries to get him. He bumps into the woman, mm-hmm. right, into yeah. the bag lady. And then he runs and, and hits into somebody else. And then that person grabs him. And it's right. the, the carny who takes him into the... And you're like, oh, crap, something's going to happen to Joey because this is the carnival where those kids went missing yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And at this point, after the Liz death scene, this is when he wakes up. And everything's all right. This was a good Carney. The heart of gold. <laughs> yeah, he was like, well, <laughs> we're going to call your parents or something like that. He had called parents. The parents yeah, were the, there. The, there's something insidious about that, really, the way he's stroking the kids. Yeah, chin. it was cringe it's, factor. It's, like, oh. super yeah. cringy yeah, like because like you're like, Okay. <laughs> like, like is Joey still completely intact? Right. Yeah, but also, did he faint? Did he knocked out? Like, what's going on here? Like, you know, my mind goes weird places. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, it was, but it is, you know, Joey's safe. His parents are there. Um, you know, um, excuse me. Uh, the parents are there. They, they pick him up and they take him. And they take him to the car and they're carrying him because he's like such a little bundle of joy. Like, they're, they're, they're treating him really nicely. Maybe, um, and the mother's holding him very closely. When they get in the car, uh, even she like sits him like right next to her, like in the front seat. Yeah. And maybe it's guilt from having beat his ass oh, earlier. Why? I, no, I, she, she actually says, I know one little boy was never going to run away again. Yeah, she's, but she's not wrong. <laughs> now, I was wondering at that time, like how come he didn't say anything to his parents about like, hey, my sister's in there or because whatever. Because of, you know. of that voiceover scene that they put in there. Right, so this is where they're looking at, uh, he, they're putting him in the car, but he's looking at the mm-hmm. funhouse and and you she, hear Amy's voice saying, I'm going to get, get you. you. Right, right? Yeah. So my question is, is he concerned about her getting him or is he just so mad at her for leaving him behind that he just like, doesn't care anymore. First of all, she she sees her parents. She's watching. Yeah, she's watching. She's screaming. Yeah. The fan is preventing right. her mm-hmm. from getting to reaching out. No, he she had, had terrorized him by saying, I'm going to get you so bad, you're not going to know when, you're not going to yeah. know where. Uh, so he thinks it's a prank, maybe? And no, he's just basically, he's terrified. He's just absolutely mm-hmm. terrified. I was almost wondering if that was his way of like, oh, well, that solves my problem. She's, you know, like, yeah. she's not, she's, uh, uh, you know, out of my hair now, you know, like, but um, I don't know. That was kind of when I first saw it, that was what I was like, oh, well, the reason why probably like he didn't say anything is because he, if she does come back, she's going to get him back. But then if she's disappears and is gone, then she's gone. And he's just the number one sibling now, you know? Yeah, because that's how it works, Stefan. <laughs> I don't know. It just but seemed he, to be like an easy he, he solution is, for him. He is catatonic at that point. Yeah. And uh, when, when, when they were editing the movie, they left that line out. And I said to the editor, I think it was Verna Fields who actually, you know, who had done Jaws. Very famous. She was an executive at Universal Studios. So I said, well, wait a minute. We have this like, we have this little voiceover of her saying, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you so bad. Yeah, you you never know. Kind of explain it. And yeah. they, they put it in. They, 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 they forgot to put it in. So. Yeah, it, it definitely like just reminds you that 
that yeah. this is what's happened. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Amy's looking from out, uh, um, out from inside the funhouse, but there's this wind thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. And and it's like a turbine, and and it's yeah. and it's going so loud. But those things, when you get close, they're really loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so nobody can hear her from the outside, right. and she's screaming. And again, she's screaming, "Daddy!" and right. "Mother!" but mostly yeah. "Daddy." Yes. And then you're like, "Oh, that sucks so yeah. hard!" Like, yeah. oh my gosh. So in this case, who remains alive? Buzz and Amy. Right. So far, yeah. Um, and they're continuing through the. Um, I had one thing I just wanted to, uh, this is kind of maybe going back a little bit, but in the notes that you had sent over, you were talking about when the Barker's convincing his son to do one more bad thing. And then you have like him saying your little brother, Tad, like on display. So was that something that, what was that, was, was that one of the bad things that he had to do? Like previously before no the, the, no, um, the bad thing that he has to do is he has to kill these kill kids. them right he has yeah to kill these kids and he's because he says if you if you're going to get caught you're going to wind up dead like your brother oh Taylor. like that gotcha. okay gotcha so yeah, uh, yeah. but uh and it was done it was interesting mm-hmm. because uh they had asked me uh that kevin conway wanted one extra scene mm-hmm. And that was the scene that I came up with where it's almost like a confession booth. It, 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 he's sitting like, in, mm. t- he's trying to convince his son mm. to do this to one do bad this thing. Song. And I thought Because like, he's sobbing in the background, mm. right? Yeah. 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 And he says, and then afterwards, uh, you do this one bad thing, I'll do anything you want, I'll take you fishing. Yeah, that was <laughs> right, so yeah. tender. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just picturing him yeah. with a salmon in his yeah. mouth. <laughs> yeah, jumping in the water, face fishing. <laughs> Oh my God! But yeah, yeah you're, I'll get, I'll take you fishing to the. And I actually, I, I, I was really, I mean, I was over the top there. I actually, he says, "As God is my witness, he's he's, oh. he's quoting God with God with the wind. As God is my witness, I don't hate the sound of your voice, which I thought was very yeah, touching. I thought that was oh, he, he, what did he say? I forget when I get to drinking, I just forget to yeah. be gentle with you, yeah. and I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, that's a part. Yeah. 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 I got so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. At this point, um, Buzz and Amy are still being stopped. I mean, they haven't been able to find their way out either. They're just kind of stuck in the maze, like you know. If they get to the exit, they go through the uh, through the glass like supermarket doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the gondolas end and they stack up. Yeah. So at this point, um, finally, it's uh, a standoff. It is the Barker, and it is Buzz. And, you know, like, what are you doing this to me? And he goes, I'm protecting my family. All right, give me the fly boy. Right? <laughs> like, it, it, it's protecting your family. And they start brawling, right? They start getting into a, they get into fisticuffs. Right? Well, well, first Richie shows up, by the way. The corpse Richie, of Richie. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Uh, Richie um, rolls in, I put. Yeah. Richie rolls in and Buzz, understandably upset. <laughs> attacks the Barker, right? And they get into a fight. And then Buzz is a pretty strong guy. You know, he he's wearing very tight clothing, so you can tell he's a very strong man. You know, it's the early 80s, and yeah. it's not a bad time for men's fashion, in my right. opinion. Yeah. And so um, he's uh, he's fighting, and he's on top of him, and they're punching each other. And the Barker's pretty strong, too, because he's holding his own. But finally, um, in, in the tussle, uh, Buzz manages to push him back, and he impales him, on like this sword that is sticking out. Yeah. And you, ew, so gross. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> um, but that's when you're like, oh, okay, good. Phew. Right? Amy's the whole time she's just screaming when they're fighting. And I'm like, well, why don't you do something about it instead of just screaming? But you know, fight or flight is different for yeah. everybody. Um, so he goes, he probably has a set of keys on him. So he goes to search him. And this is when Barker's like pretending to be dead. And 
when the buzz gets close, he like pulls him in. So it kind of, the sword that's still sticking yeah. out of his stomach, you see him to buzz. And I'm like, that's hepatitis. <laughs> so gross. Um, and then, uh, you know, he pulls away. And that's when, um, is that when uh, Gunther comes in? Buzz shoots him. Buzz, Bu- Buzz shoot. shoots the Barker. He has the gun. He shoots oh, him three times. I forgot about the gun. He shoots him three times. Of, you know, yeah. I mean, that's overkill. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to go anywhere. No, by the way, that, that scene with the sword, it, this, it was written in the script, but the idea, this is where Toby was an absolute genius, the idea of him grabbing Buzz uh-huh. and trying to like almost, uh, he's almost like trying to screw him with the uh-huh. sword as he's uh-huh. pulling him towards him. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. It's like incredible. And then he shoots him. Yeah, it like matches the spot where um, Amy is getting stabbed with the fake knife in the shower. And it's funny because in the shower scene, you see a little red spot where um, yes. the yeah. practice stabs. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was just going to yeah. say, yeah, absolutely. Yes, you're, you're very good. Yes, yeah. yes. That's what I do. <laughs> There's a little spot there, right? Yeah. 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 I'm like, is that Target or had they just done this scene before? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then um, Gunther shows up and it's his father, father, like Mm -hmm. versus brother, you know, it's it's his father. And so he he has just come back from killing Liz, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, at this point, so he's freaking out and Amy runs. Uh, Buzz has a gun and misfires two times. He yells at her, get out of here, get out of here. He's commanding her to get out of there and she listens yeah good <laughs> you know, because buzz is a good i mean i like buzz but he ended up being a good guy yeah I yeah think so. you know he ended yeah. up being a protector he ended up being so. you know the the level-headed one yeah. um which is good yeah i think yeah. so he ended up being a great guy and so she's like trying to get out but like where do you really go like this is not your territory. Yeah, you have no idea. You barely remember to take the to follow the tracks to try right, to get right, somewhere. Right, right. You have no keys. You have no weapons. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So she's um, she's going through. Is this when she goes in through like what is it, like a King Kong's yeah. mouth kind of thing? She's like, well, yeah, yeah. And and so she's going no. That, that's actually uh, she hears gunshots mm. and she wants to see what happened. And that's when um, an animatronic is carrying out Buzz, Buzz's Buzz, body yeah. Yeah. in a yeah. very dramatic fashion. Yeah. Yes, but with a very small <laughs> amount of blood, which I was very disappointed in because yeah. it should have been really bad. Yeah. So did he die from gunshot wounds, from being slashed by Gunther, or um, he's, just beating up? Because it's I, no, there, it really is just like a speck no, of blood. No, that, that, you know, in the script, that he, had been, he had been eviscerated really badly, and it was a horrible thing to see, and they just did a small amount of blood. Which I didn't oh, understand. That would have been lovely. Yeah, I, yeah. I imagine with those claws yeah, that yeah, he yeah. does, yeah. like, yeah. you know, do some damage, some yeah. damage yeah. kind of like like what you imagine a bear or a tiger. I think can they do. they wanted to soften it because he had turned out to be like a very heroic character at the end. Uh, so, yeah. but uh, no, I. So I, then he should have done that to Richie. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then and, and then she takes off. And, yeah. And so then she takes off. Now, and this was supposed to be like the 10-minute chase scene mm-hmm. where the monster, Gunther, is calling after her and he's saying, Father, Father. Oh. It's almost as if he wants to imprint on Amy. Oh, because, that's interesting. Yeah, and it, it was, it, he's like sniffing her out. And I, oh, I, that's I, creepy. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, and, no, and he's like following, and he's going, Father, Father. Oh, and yeah. it's like he, it, it's his new surrogate father that he wanted. So, wow. yeah. 
And, and notice he doesn't say mother because he doesn't have a mom, basically. Well, yeah, he only knows a father, right? So, <laughs> But he would have never even known that that was his mother, even if, you know, like, what, he probably never learned the word mother, right? So, But there was well, supposed to be this fantastic chasing that went on, and it was supposed to, like, you know. I'm all about chasing. Remember in Suspiria, mm -hmm. when, uh, when she's running through at the end, that goes on, like, for 10 minutes. Well, and it, and it's totally it just totally freaks you out. She's hysterical, and this was supposed to be what was happening with Amy. And it's almost as if Amy is hallucinating now, and, and you're going to see lots of really weird, like like she just took acid or something, uh, because she's out of her mind. And that was when she runs head on into one of the figures, and it cracks open, and you see there's a face on the, a person underneath. Oh my gosh! So if there was a face underneath the figure, that were that means other people have been They've done murdered. it before. Yeah, yeah, lot, it before. Lots of times, yeah. yes. If yes. this movie were to be remade, it would be so gory and creepy yeah. and just, like, I imagine it being so juicy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just like, really just, uh, right? Working on, working on it. <laughs> All right, you, you make sure I come on see it, okay? I, that would be like, like an... Like Eli Roth movie, just like... He was supposed to, he was supposed to, he was supposed to direct it and... He actually said he loved the script. He just didn't love what happened to the kids, and he would have had them, you know, being like eviscerated and and you know, uh, fingers pulled off and all and tortured. You well, know, it's this, Eli Roth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so at this point, she finds herself back. Uh, Amy is running, and she finds herself in the room where the murder took place. And she walks in, and of course, there's Madame Zena laying on the cot where she's laying dead, and Liz. And yeah. you see all these yeah. gnarly gashes from yeah. like claws, and yeah. and she is like losing her mind. Yeah. And then at this point, Gunther is trying to break in through the door, and she realizes that there's a door, like, like she's like backing up to the wall, and then she realizes it's like a door, like a passageway. No, she, she falls against it. She yeah, actually yeah. falls and breaks a piece of furniture. <laughs> <laughs> so she's and she goes in there, and it's like um. It's like in the inner workings of the fence. She falls. Yeah, and she goes down, and then she starts climbing down, and and I remember this. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's a girl thing, but I remember she drops her shoes down first, and then she starts climbing down, and I'm like, that's actually pretty freaking smart. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> and I've seen the movie ten thousand times. Yeah, I, I do not remember. I do not remember that. Yeah, well, I, I thought about it because I'm you know you need grip. Yes. Right, and those. Those wedges yeah, are not yeah, going to okay. do it, right? Okay. As a, from experience, <laughs> so she finds herself like in the bowels of the funhouse, yeah. and there's like pulleys and gears mm. and steam and electrical panels, and and then she's like trying to hide there, and she hears Gunther like crawling around, like trying to get there, and she has no idea where he's coming from, and you get you get like tingles in your yeah, spine, yeah. and and uh, she's uh, she's like trying to hide. She finally is like standing on a corner somewhere, and then she turns around, and this ladder comes down, and yeah. Gunther yep. comes yep. down, and yep. you're yep. like, yeah. And um and she's she has this crowbar, and this is where you cracked up, because she hits him, yeah. and then you're like, okay, what's that gonna do? <laughs> she, <laughs> she hits him, him with the crowbar, and it's like you don't do that. She, like she gets to hit him because the skeleton pops up. This is what the, yeah. it just it, it's distracting. It distracts her. Mm -hmm. yeah. no, it distracts, distracts him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and um, but it was just it was like 
Oh, you're not going to do any damage. She some, uh, she, people say she doesn't do anything in the movie. I, you know, I'm going to do a clip on Instagram where it's just her continually whacking him, like <laughs> repeated over and over again, because she really, she really puts all her force into this. She does. Yeah. yeah. But this guy can pick people up with yeah, one yeah, arm. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's just kind yeah. of like um, it's uh, a very real like I don't know how to explain it. I was going to say David and Goliath, but. Uh, you know, she doesn't yeah. have a slingshot. Right. right. <laughs> so she's like struggling against him and takes the crowbar yeah. and, and he yeah. goes, Excellent. reaches back to her yeah. and hits the electrical, hits the panel, electrical panel and gets electrocuted. Right. Yeah. And then at the same time, does he get like hooked on to he one gets, of the yeah. pulleys? He goes flying, yeah. 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 And then um, he gets crushed in between. Yeah. Well, he takes years. a little ride around. Yeah, he right, takes yeah. a ride around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, poor guy. <laughs> I'll adopt you, but we need to fix your face. And uh, he, but then he finally gets like crushed in between these the gears, gears and, yeah. and then he goes and he reaches out and he grabs her and he's like pulling her and she's like, oh my God, <laughs> like, what do you do then? Like, why do you do that? It's almost sympathetic. Like he's reaching out to her. Not that he, I'm, I'm, you know, especially now that you said he was trying to imprint yeah, on her yeah, and I'm yes, like, oh yes, my yes, God, yes, it breaks yeah, my heart. Yeah. So this has been a very touching movie. <laughs> Go home and hug your family. <laughs> Eventually, he like lets go. He dies, and she makes her way out of the funhouse. Yeah. And she comes out of the funhouse, and she stumbles into daylight. Yeah, and everybody morning, else yeah. in the carnival is kind of just minding their business, and she's super disheveled. The bag lady's hanging out, and 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 you're like, what now? Yeah, and that's I guess also the final shot is when they did that big uh the zoom out with the crane shot or whatever. Yeah, but that they have they the funhouse lady coming back to life. Yeah. She, she, yeah, she, so the funhouse has this lady, uh, like this oh, huge fat yeah, animatronic, yeah, yeah. Right. and she's like cackling the entire mm-hmm. time. No, she, she, you think, think it's over now. By the way, in the script, before it comes back, before the funhouse lady comes back to life, mm-hmm. I have the chain snap, and Gunther comes back to life. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, because <laughs> I, w- I was wanted to do that sequel. <laughs> No, no, it, it's it, it, it's it's in the script, oh my and, gosh. and 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 only after the chain snaps do you go back up there, and Amy's looking at the thing, and the thing starts laughing again, and oh, so yeah. Okay. Anyway, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I bet you there's uh, going to be a remake of the Fun House, and it's going to be gory as hell, and then they're going to have that chain snapping scene, and then there'll be a yeah. sequel. Yeah. 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 Um, so my, oh. I did have a, I mean, I kind of wondered, and I guess maybe it's just because there are a bunch of carnies in there, but nobody seemed to, you know, think that it was strange that there was a disheveled the girl. The yeah. There's like, oh, the torn clothes. Like, yeah. Oh. That happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, people are asking, so how did she finally get out? Nobody could get out. But you see in that last scene when everything, when all hell is breaking loose, the timbers start falling down from the sub-level, and that's how... Well, I thought it was, okay, well, the electrical panel, like, unlocked electronic doors of something, no, or no, maybe it's, something... It's, uh, like the that. whole place is disintegrating down there. You actually see this giant, like, log, you know, uh, mm. uh, uh, support beam come flying yeah. down, and she wanders out. So, my question is this. Yeah. Because she um, has some kind of premonition, powers, I thought that... Okay, so this is where I thought the movie was going to go. I thought the movie was going to go this way. You probably hear this all the time. Sorry. Okay. A few more minutes, I promise I stopped bothering you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, so my thought, my, my theory, he'll tell you, I do this all the time. I see a movie, immediately I'm like, this is what's going to happen in the end. Mm. This one, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was so wrong because I thought, okay, okay, well, she says that she has some psychic abilities, isn't that? They kill the the Madam Zena, and this she's gonna have to take her place, and she has no choice, but she has to be part of the Funhouse fun now. House. She has no choice; she's prisoner. It's nice. I like it. You that's know, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. But uh, that's where I thought the movie was going. But then that whole thing ended up just being. I know you're going to die, but you guys are such jerks. I'm not even going to tell you. But that, that's where I thought I was going to go. So it very much surprised me. And for me to be able to see a movie and, and say, I don't know where it's going, right. was actually refreshing. Right. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. I, it's rare that I get to say, I, I don't know. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes she just gets like the end already. It's like, I, I'll just so try, frustrating. I'll try to deny it. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a horror movie. We'll just be watching something. She's like, oh, wait, that person's going to do this already. I'm like, no. And then like, well, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I told you. I, I, try to, I try to let you, you know, believe that maybe that's not going to happen. So that way you're not spoiling the, the movie for yourself or whatever, you know. I mean, I, I enjoy being right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, so that's the movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing it with us. Um, I, I I get excited about it. There are some times where I was like, ah, it's going to be super creepy in that area. Like, the, the I, I'm not really good with, like, small things like um, like mice and possums and stuff. And I'm like, it's a carnival. It's the 80s. They're out in the sticks somewhere. Freaking possum. Like, his thing on snakes. For me, it's like possum. Like, there's going to be a possum in there. I don't want to see it. Um, but then there was like all the, the juiciness of his face. Uh, just, oh my God, it was good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Um, so awesome. Yeah, it was uh, definitely, I enjoyed it too. And um, we got to watch it twice now. And, and obviously with your experience. Well, third, I got to watch it yeah. just now right here in the yeah. room. It's, it's great, great yeah. storytelling. Yeah. I'd buy the pitch, yeah. you know. <laughs> Take me yeah. with you next time. Yeah. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hand movement, I yeah. think. Yeah, no, no, I, I, uh, I, I was very good friends with Stan Lee, and I did like three pictures with him. Oh, to wow. to Toby went on to do uh, Poltergeist, which mm -hmm. was a big over-budgeted film. Mm -hmm. And then he did three very low-budget, un under-budgeted films for Canon Films. I hooked up with Stan Lee. I'm talking about the hand gestures, because when I used to pitch with Stan Lee, we, 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 I pitched... Uh, the first person to ever sell like the Fantastic Four. We sold it to the CBS theatrical films. But whenever I would pitch with Stan, I'm, I'm sitting here, so I'm pretty self-contained. If you ever see me on the stage, I'm like, my hands are all like, Stan used to always interrupt the pitch and say, look at his hands. <laughs> 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 look how he does this. Yeah. It's like he's doing an orchestra. So yeah. it's, it's very good. You feel me. All, 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 the, all the best speakers do this. I'm, well, just, letting, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, just the audio stuff, you constantly hear clank. Yeah, yes, it's a microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so sorry. No, He's it, always telling me, yeah. stop doing that. And I'm like, I'm Latin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all, all the best speakers do that. They speak all the best dictators go. <laughs> all right. Well, so uh, what projects do you have coming up well, that I'm, you're allowed to talk about? Well, I'm, I'm focusing all my attention on trying to get the Funhouse remade. I, I, you awesome. know, we, we, we've, I've got the rights back from Universal Studios. We're talking with business affairs there because we have the American rights, the U.S. rights. Mm -hmm. They maintain the foreign rights. Oh, okay. So we have to make some kind of a deal with them to do this. I don't know if it's going to be a sequel, a prequel, a uh, a remake, a series, or I'm even thinking about you all, all at the same time. Even thinking about doing it as a actually as a Broadway show, where it would oh. be. Phantom of the Opera meets The Elephant Man, 
And the entire, no, the entire uh, uh, theater would be dressed like a carnival and you would feel like you were oh, at wow. the carnival and you would see this, obviously with a very moving relationship between the father and Gunther yeah. and Gunther falling in love with Amy. Uh, oh. Which he does because he imprints on her anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, so that's that, and that's kind of like I'm I'm doing lots of podcasts, and I want to do Q and A's on it. But I've got other like pet projects of you know that I've that, that I've been working on. Uh, I have a uh, so, sort of like a psycho thriller which I'm trying to, to set up now. It, 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 it's 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 cool. it's kind of hard, but it's you know, it's the nature of the business. I've been on this thriller kick lately. Um, uh, so in the late 90s early 2000s there was a bunch of movies like ashley judd and morgan yeah. freeman yeah. and like i've yeah. just been watching them back yeah. to back that was the, that was the spider the kiss yeah. the spider yeah. yeah so there yeah. was a gina davis one which was um a long, the ki long kiss good night yeah. but then there was a kiss to girls it was long came a spider and yeah, it was yeah, 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 like yeah. all of those i've just been watching them back to back <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, like, they're 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 great they're they're great they're they're it's it, they're all of them are based on books usually like mm -hmm. famous novels mm -hmm. But yeah, they're, it's a it's a great. And by the way, they are like horror films, even though they're thrillers. They use all the tricks of good horror yeah. films. Yes, exactly. You mentioned the Funhouse possibly being a series. Yeah, that would be amazing because you can imagine like a carnival going through different towns yes. and like with different people, yes. different families, or yes. like that would be so yeah. insane. Yeah. The, it, like the possibilities are endless. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's all exciting. right. Well, yeah. you make sure we come and see uh, yeah, it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we're all good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for stopping My by. My pleasure. This was great. Yeah. I felt like I, I was back it. in the theater again. <laughs> watching again one more time. Did you see how many times I almost hit him in the face? Yeah, I, 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 I did. You, got, you guys are great. This is, you made me feel very comfortable. I really appreciate it a lot. Oh, great. Yeah. And I can't wait to see the final product here. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll send yeah. it to you. Yeah, okay. And um, it's it's been a long one, but we'll definitely... Figure we'll figure it out. Yeah, okay. you got a lot of work to do, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, gives me uh, something good to do. Yeah, so um, well, that's uh, all for us today. Yeah. Uh, thank you for stopping by. Really thank you, you for stopping by. by. Yeah. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram. Do you? What's your? Uh, do you have any handles or yeah, anything I you do. want to promote? I, my Instagram is it's very funny actually. It's Larry Block screenwriter. Screenwriter. And the reason it's Larry Block. It sounds terrible, but I have to do it because. Is Lawrence Block, who's the mystery writer. It was Larry Block, an actor. And all my stuff winds up going to their sites. And I finally decided to, you know, and I finally got Lawrence Block to direct people to me, oh, nice. which he's doing. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it sounds corny, but it's Larry Block. At, at Larry Block screen screen screen. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, we'll make right. sure to put that in we'll our show notes. We'll put all the information on our show notes. Um, yeah. And Obviously, you know, our handles and everything will be in there as well. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, visit us on icecreamparlor.com. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. And there you will find links to everything. Our social media, our guests' information, our episodes, our YouTube, because you can now watch us and, you know, all of our hand movements and how much <laughs> wine I actually drink. And <laughs> Uh, don't forget to check out our Patreon page. All that information also is in the show notes and on our site. And we will see you next time. Yes. Thank Pleasure. You. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Thank Thanks you. for coming. Thanks so much. And remember, okay, bye. remember to scare on.